0: Matty anytime. one 300 1170 or text 457
1: Welcome to Morning Glory with Maddie Johns. Yes, and welcome to Morning Glory, everybody. And uh, I'm just chuckling along because haven't we got a show for you today? We're going to review, we're going to preview 10 minutes of immortality. Webster, uh, i tell you what, uh, we're going to... It's not all fun and games. We're going to talk a bit of pain, of course... That means dragons and tigers, of course. And talk about how Mitch Pearce has been offered a contract, which he knocked back, but they've also made offer to Mick Neill and Gary Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people.
2: Just
1: laughing at my own jokes. Movie of the week <laughs> is Point Break City Morning Herald's Andrew Webbs. G'day, Weber. G'day, Matthew. How are you, mate? I'm good, you... I've, had
3: a, I've had a massive week of work.
1: Have you? Yeah. Have you been attacked by drifters or heckled while you're boxing through the week?
3: No. No, no dramas this <laughs> nah. week. But I... Uh, I did have a big exclusive at the start of the week on Peter Bowl.
1: Oh yeah, so I've been
3: pretty heavily involved in all that. that that's um, wow. Yeah, interesting story. But uh,
1: we're going to chat that in the next break. Yeah,
3: looking forward to a beer. That's Let's cool. just say a that's couple of quieter beers uh, about say 11:30 today.
1: <laughs> yes, there's nothing wrong with that. Hook and tease. Uh Hey, Maestro, how are you doing, man? Bonjour, Matty. You're going Good well. Morning. Oh, I love oh. it when oh. you do. Talk dirty. This morning you were talking Spanish, <laughs> talking French. What next?
4: I' <laughs> you brought me on the spot. I'm, I'm done. That's the extent of my language uh, uh, proficiency. Maybe do well. Uh, producer Ben Hogarth.
1: Now, you weren't on last week because uh, your goat, Mandy, had a uh, – do you call it a litter with goats? Yeah, a litter of goats.
2: Little Mandy Juniors, we're calling them. Oldry. One by one. Yeah, Mandy awesome. Junior 1, Mandy Junior 2. What do you
1: do with goats? Because, of course, with puppies and kitties – you give them away to other homes. Do you
2: do the same with goats? No, we don't. We, we use them for milk purposes. Oh, God, I yeah. love... Feta. 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 I love feta. goat feta. So that Worgeous. wasn't
3: a joke last week.
2: Nah, no. Nah, no. My family's... My, my family... I'm a, I'm Matty, a... Benny, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a sixth generation goat, goat
1: herder. Goat herder. That's why he's so good <laughs> on his so. feet. <laughs> um, eighth Immortal, Andrew Joey Johns. G'day, Joey. How are you, mate? That's all right. Oh, just, oh, yep. Consistent start. Someone uh, just,
5: just came up on my phone that you got heckled or something.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Fox
5: Sports Australia.
1: Yeah, it was a Fletch, uh, thanks Where was for that watching at? a Fletch and Hindy piece. It's coming up on here. You like to watch the TV while we're doing so? You'll see it on here in a minute, Joey. <laughs> uh, look, I just want to say before we get underway here. Last night, the passing of an icon, uh, Doug Mulray, Uncle Doug. Uh, as far as uh, I think people in radio concern, and you can just, you can, mate. I'm talking the whole world here. There was just nobody better than Doug Mulray. No one more entertaining, and no one that could be better. It's just impossible. He was just such an icon, terrific fella. And uh, I'd say rest in peace, Doug Mulray. But he was growing up, boys, like Benny. And yeah, so you through the
2: listen. yeah through the 80s when I was a little kid, my dad would have Triple M and Doug Mulray on. Um, and yeah, that was my first introduction to radio, and it was the best. What a champion!
3: I only sort of got the end of his career because mm. we didn't get him on the North Coast. But I do remember the infamous and short-lived Naughtiest Home Videos. Straight as yeah. <laughs> Home
2: Videos. Was the, one of the great. I <laughs> think the were getting this shit off my TV. <laughs> how long? How long did that last on air? It was a half hour it was, before was, it got pulled. No,
1: it, it lasted ten minutes though, going into the first ad break, and it never came back. Mm. And they said they they did an announcement. They said. Uh, we're sorry, there's been technical difficulties. We'll return now. Enjoy this episode of the Love Boat. I,
2: I, I always remember the last thing you saw on that, that, that telecast was the, the flaming toilet paper. Oh, the fl- yes, and the the young kid pulling the kangaroo's balls.
1: Mate, <laughs> right, it had it all. Uh, Don- donkey dicks, things like that. I mean, that's that's what I don't we don't make it do. now- anymore. Do no, you me. don't. Yeah. Now we have maths and that sort of stuff. Um, guys, twenty-eight twenty, the Roosters over, uh, but yeah, valet. Uh, Doug Mulray, twenty eight twenty Roosters over uh, Parramatta, uh, not an indication Webby of the Roosters' dominance.
3: They looked sensational, didn't they? Shit. After the first round loss to the Dolphins, I went, "Ooh, I know they start slowly, but they looked very clunky and they've had all." I thought they had all the issues around the signings of and extensions around Tedesco and Suwali'i, Um but they looked like Grand Final winners last night, didn't they? I know it's only early, but they were very, very slick in the well, end.
1: My mac is. I'm loving it, mate. It was the performance of uh, Joseph Swaliki because it would have been very easy for a young player, given the week that was, uh, the couple of weeks that was, with all the criticism and everything going on, to be distracted and feel the pressure. But he is just so classy. When he stepped inside
3: there, me and Joe were talking about it, the cafe before the show, just when he stepped inside there in the first half and ran away and went, oh... That's why they're throwing 1.5 million at you. you. That
2: little play, that little play to Jackson Paulo on the little, on the yeah little flick flick play, that was great.
1: Just the timing of his three on twos. Remember Joey saying last year about Gagai says, when you've got a three on two, you know when you're going up a short side, you've got to give the centre an opportunity. You don't give it to him too late. And watching let you come around and just the timing of how he give that. Just a simple thing, but just the timing of that pass.
5: I think whoever beats the Roosters this year will win the comp. They'll be there for sure. I, I, I'd i love to see a Roosters South grand final. Oh, wouldn't it be but something? But he he is just all class. Mm. He's got a real presence about him. Mm. Got that superstar quality. Good looking, mm. athletic, well, when he marketable. Comes, like you said, when he comes off of his feet and you see his hips
1: come underneath him, the size mm. of him.
5: How, yeah. how how tall is he? Oh, he'd be 6'3", six, 6'4". You know when you see people and they shine and their eyes are that clear, he's just so healthy. I haven't yeah. seen a person with clear eyes for years. <laughs> uh,
3: but what so but he's what is he, nineteen, like how big is he gonna get? Yeah. Like he's underground. Well, I, I, anyway, I think
5: isn't? he'd be about ninety five, ninety six kilo. If he want if he wanted to, do, he'd get to hundred and five. Yeah. Easy. Right. He'll thicken up. Year by yeah, year, yeah. they, seeing... they
3: showed him in the rooms on, on the coverage before the game, he had his shirt off, and he was like... And he looked... And it was so on He actually looked quite lean. But he was, like, juggling three yeah, yeah. tennis balls. Did you see that? Yeah. I thought, Jesus.
5: Yeah. Don't if you, you don't hate...
3: make it in, in rugby league or rugby union, you could become a circus act.
1: We were doing... Like, last night, we did a uh, thing on Pat Carrigan, showed all his achievements. I was, mate, amazing. Like, some of the... Yeah, like... Just amazing some of his achievements, what he did at school and everything like that. Smart, isn't he?
5: Smart. He knows. And mate, what
1: a captain too. Had him mic'd up talking to his teammates. Super.
2: But again. But as I said last night, does he have his own show? No, he doesn't. (laughs) He's one he's one of those pesky Queenslanders that when it comes to origin, you just want to hate him. Yeah, you can he's, like he's, he's an awesome bloke. Yes, you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I know. mean, no, some it's of the blokes. I don't mind. Der- <laughs> <laughs> I tell you now, mate. It's not hard. When it's Harry Grant and all those blokes, <mumbles> yeah, they're hard. They I, <laughs> I got to cheer for them. I'm sorry. Ah
5: ah I tell you
1: what, though,
3: it is funny. Like when you go up
5: ah
3: ah I never want to hear that again. Why don't you
1: blokes pick the right team for once? That you
3: are a group one <laughs> hater, so you can yeah,
1: hate.
3: Yeah, yes. But when it's funny though, when you're like growing up, particularly in the '80s, like I hated like Alfie and and all these guys. And Wally, you, like,
5: Wally was the one. Wally, one Wally, Wally. Like, yeah, yeah. Like,
3: like both of them, and then you meet, then you meet them post-career. And you go, "Geez, you guys are good." Yes, fun. Yes, hard, but easy
1: blokes to respect. They are. Uh, Eels, one and four. Uh, again, last night there are aspects of the game that I, that I thought were disappointing. Again, if you want to talk about. They're being a distraction, and we saw Swali'i just no distraction whatsoever. But I just wonder the impact through the week coming out, and it makes no sense, and they've come out after it and tried to justify it, but the the, the, the Gutherson situation, Joey, calling him in and saying, listen, announcing to the world we're after an impact player.
5: An X Factor.
1: An X Factor. <laughs> oh, and oh, you, yeah. you're going, you know what, guys? I actually, the thing about it is with the Gutherson thing, right, I can actually see some merit in what they're saying. Is that you might want to move, like, for instance, you know, Guthe could go up maybe in play six. Who knows with defence? Dylan Brown could go to 13 or something like that. But you could go,
5: don't announce it to the world. Mm. Like, because... Well, Webby, I are disrespect. He's been the best player for them week in, week out for the last six or so years. Well,
1: that's the reason you keep it quiet. But the other reason, Joey, if, if me and Webby are in a retention meeting... We get there and I said to Webby, "Mate, is our fullback tied up? Is Pappenhausen tied up? Yeah, he's tied up. That's what clubs would be doing now, saying, well, 'Well, they're in the market for a fullback.' You just do, yeah. Th-
5: you know, the opposition team should be the last to know. Crazy. After There's only one fullback who potentially could make a bigger impact, and it's Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Mm-hmm. There's no other fullback in the competition who's one-off contract. And if you're going, if you think you're going to get a Pappenhausen, you're going to pay well over a million dollars. I just." <laughs> And if he goes yeah, to centre, I, centres don't get the ball. Centres yeah. in the modern no, game but, never get but the but ball. I, look,
3: and, 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 and Eels fans are going, well, I, well, they're actually split on it if I'm any judge of Parramatta fans at the moment about how it's all played out. But he's also your captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you think he deserves a little bit more respect. And I thought Gutho was very... Really cool the way he handled it, like towed yeah. the company line, and, said, and, and even went along with the idea that it was his idea. But whether it, even if it was his idea or or, or they ran it past him first, like, I
5: know.
3: It just, the message that it sends to me was just, I just found the whole thing
5: really bloody weird. Mm. They were good last night, Parramatta, considering really? that two players Simbin, mm. are missing a lot of players, missing their play one front row, Junior Palo, missing Sean Lane. If they can go, I think the next five weeks are real winnable games, if they win four out of the five or five out of the five, mm. they're right back up there. Yeah.
1: I, so I mean, watching you, last did, night, I we saw... Do Mitchell Moses' shoulder? shoulder?
5: Do we know how bad that uh,
1: was? He got up and kept playing. I know I he kept playing, the but he, yeah. it was well, stage is quite
5: limp. Um, yeah, I don't know, I thought the, I thought the Roosters
1: were... It's funny, when it was 6-2 with only a couple of minutes to go, I thought, oh, geez, the Roosters have been super dominant. I, mm. would, I thought they were a lot more dominant The 6-2 showed then. Of course, Brandon Smith put Kiri over for that try, which 14-2. It was you've had the sense it was pretty much done.
3: You know, my favourite player the whole, when Walker with those big long oh, how good passes. But remember when oh, he hit yeah. hit Tupou, who was there scoring in the corner for all money, and, and Moses come across, and tackle, <sighs> dragged him oh. into touch. I thought that was that yes. was two cover tackles. That was, was
5: vintage rugby league. One was. from Mitch Moses, and then on the other side, Dylan Brown tackled. Drew Hutchinson. Yeah, I think, that's close right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really. I thought they were sure. really. Should
3: Simonson stuff. have been sent off? I thought if you're going to send oh, right. someone off, that could have been. Yep. If well, they're yeah, going to be yeah,
5: consistent, yeah. I thought.
3: No. I d-
5: yeah. I, Look, I, I, I don't think it was a send off. No. I, I think sin bin, but yeah, was, in the past we've seen the way they've sent people off if they hit him in the head, was, even was though it's accidental. With, yeah, I was happy with Sinbin bin at the, at that time. I can understand
1: that. When I
5: first saw it, the
1: first. Hit and the way Tedesco reacted, I thought, oh, this could be a send-off. When I watched it again, I thought, oh, you know. But just something else, boys. The story of the week: Joseph Swaliti, of course, going to union. We've touched on Suwailihi before, but Potato Head versus Beasting Head, <laughs> they were just into it. Robbo versus Gus, it was it was brilliant.
5: Uh, Joey, do you think Suwailihi should be picked for state of origin? Yes, if his form warrants, and there's three fighting it out for a wing spot. Brian Topp. Oh, if- Fox, Addo Carr, and Joseph. Well, it's a, I Definitely. mean, it's a,
1: it's a hot field. If they're all fresh, you know, you got Teddy at the back, Spurrier for yourself. you got Latrell and Tommy. And instead, you've got Toto and Addo Carr. Oh, well, you Blake probably won't pick Josh regardless of how many <laughs> tries he scores. <laughs> Just put a line through Jake Devoivitz as well. Um <laughs> But it's a pr- it's a pretty hot field. Did, oh, I did enjoy I did enjoy the back and forth from
3: uh, Rob Owen and Gus. It was. I wrote about it in my column today. I just I wasn't going to, but I couldn't help myself. It's just like that's low-hanging fruit for a six uh, tackle, smart-ass col- six columnist. Six tackles
5: with Gus. Is it good to watch?
3: Oh, I don't usually watch it. It's a podcast. I just read the clickbait off it. Yeah. And I, don't, I, don't, you know, I
5: don't haven't got the strength for half an hour of it. He channeled um,
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger, I fear no one. <laughs> but, and that's Leigh Mason, isn't it? Yeah. But I love,
3: you know, it's like so. Gus had a crack on one hundred percent footies first. Then Robbo's yeah. replied in a his weekly media conference, like Gus, like <laughs> mate, I've got too many media gigs. I'll raise your media conference with my podcast, man. But I wrote about it today. There is for the 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 bigger issue is the fallout between Gus and his old club, the Roosters, yeah. and also with Nick Politis. Wow, so they've not spoken, and it all stems back to. Gus's comments around what happened with Manu and Luttrell in the end of 21 when Gus was saying he, there's no way that, um, that Latrell should receive any weeks for that tackle on Manu that broke his face. Mm. And ever since then, the, the divide between the Roosters, with whom he has a very close relationship, Gus, just has gotten bigger and bigger, and he and Nick have not spoken for the best part wow. of the year.
1: Wow, wow. So
3: that's quite... Yeah, they're too big. I'm sure... It's I'm, like Nolro's place. It is very... <laughs> Why didn't I use that? I love it. <laughs> it's very,
1: it's very, you can use it next week. It's very Melrose place. <laughs> it is.
3: But I find with these feuds, you know what? They all get back together. A player manager usually gets them together, and
1: everything's sweet. In rugby league, if you hold grudges, you've got no friends. <laughs> well, look what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. But as we do, um, pay tribute once again to the great Doug Mulray. Of course, Doug had a hit song in the early 90s because he was a big fan of soul. It was called You Are Soul. You are,
2: you are, soul. You are soul. You are soul, you are soul.
0: When I say, thank you, man, I don't deserve your praise. What well, music's what I play?
1: yes welcome back and just letting people know there's a lot of interest out there we will keep you updated any further news on the Gwyneth Poltro. <laughs> Ski, ski trial. <laughs> Honestly, it's just captivated the world. It's the new O.J. Simpson case. It really is. It's, It really is full on. Um, and of course, if you're not up to date with it, it was uh, a dentist accusing her of uh, hit and run via on the, on the skis. you still married to
5: that bloke from Coldplay?
3: No. 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 She was, wasn't she? She was, though. Uh, is she- remember her uh, candles?
1: Oh, yes. In the- yes, smelled like a like
3: mm. a, a part of her own body. Yes. I wonder, if I wonder if there's a vigil out the front of the courtroom. Right <laughs> <laughs> People holding.
5: What does it smell like? Don't, like, like? don't, tell don't yeah. tell What's him.
2: Don't tell him. It's like a
5: Google the smell of a toe jam or something. No. Mm, not you know quite. When you're, you know when it's summer where <laughs> you take your shoes off? Yeah, and yeah. Rub mean, your finger between uh, your p- the little t- finger. No, and yeah, I I get, between, between the tinnier. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's How come your own smells smell good? Your own farts and your own... Not always. Yeah, just
2: um, say, say this at 10 minutes of immortality, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> this is
5: really hey, good. Hey, you're
3: cutting into my segment. Yeah. Hey, I,
5: I was, I, I just, <laughs> I got banished to the daughter's room last night because I was snoring. So we, this morning I was just tube farting all morning. She woke up and just goes, God, what's that smell? Yeah.
1: And, and of the course, cat, uh, the cat's in the room. The
5: Andrew John's arse
1: candles will be coming out very, very <laughs> soon. It's time for Webster.
2: Never thought forever
4: was the best I could do. Then came you. It was you and me. Then
1: came you. It was me you. It was you, me, you. It was you me, and you. Was you. Was me. Then came you. Yes, nobody ever uh, gift this Easter <laughs> than getting a candle that smells like the immortal sphincter. Anyway, <laughs> Webby, there has been... In, it's in, been a is, ret- there a...
5: is there a summer and winter mode? Well, you and let us know. Off um, season training in summer. Oh mate, it's been a wretched
1: year for Peter Bowl.
3: Hasn't been an easy three months for him. So, uh, no, early this week I went down and interviewed Peter Bowl, the 800 metre runner, uh, dual Olympian, uh, won the last three national championships, and a really good story. He came to Australia from Sudan uh, when he was 10 years old via Egypt. Um, and he tested positive to EPO in January. Well, the, the A sample uh, was uh, uh, result was given to him in January. Inexplicably got leaked just a few days before he was named Young Australian of the Year. Unbelievable. Uh, he was cleared. Provi- the provisional ban was uh, was lifted in February when the B sample came back atypical, which is either negative or positive. But as I broke in the Herald at the start of the week... Two independent tests have said there was no traces of synthetic EPO at all in his system. So what not is... only not only has he been dudded with the A sample being leaked, which is illegal in itself, but there's huge doubts over whether it was positive in the first place. So Surely just, he'll
1: have recourse.
3: Like he's at this stage, he's saying he's not after compensation, but he just wants he wants the ongoing investigation into it to be lifted. But I'm just trying to think of a time when an athlete has been dudded by Sports Integrity Australia, which used to be a SATA, um, which is a government agency, mm. really. Yep. And the thing that I found really weak this, this week is I couldn't get a single person to comment from the government, from Sports Integrity Australia, from the lab, the independent lab, that's, which is also a government agency. To No one, they just ran. No one would say anything. I couldn't even get a no comment. It was no comment, or not even a reply. Where, none, of, none of the politicians, the federal sports minister, what Bill disc- Short, Bill Shorten, who's a mate of his, who runs with him, he ran from it. And he he, he supported him, but ran from him in Canberra yesterday. It's like you think you're not bad. That, yeah. You're not bad when he's going, when he's winning medals and no. he's doing good. Let's all get behind him and stand in the in the press conferences. But they don't, Ama- scatter like cockroaches. Imagine don't?
1: imagine how, how much pain the family went through. Not just Peter, but the family who were so proud of him. And, I mean, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, over the years, because every person just about who gets done, you know, 90% of people, they plead innocence. And people roll their eyes and go, oh, here we go. And there was a bit of that with Peter Baldwin. Yeah. And, but you go now, you go, I wonder how many people over the years were innocent.
3: And also, you need the money. Like, he's got, he's got... um His lawyer is a guy called Paul Green, who's based in the US, who handles these type of cases, who's very aggressive and on the front foot, like a lot of American sports lawyers are. But he's like, it it costs money to get the B sample tested. It costs money to get independent experts from two of the best um, uh, labs and independent labs in this type of stuff in the world. Like that all costs money. Mm. So imagine if you're an athlete who doesn't have that resource.
5: So is there any conspiracy theories behind it? Because he was in line for Young Australian of the Year. Is that right?
3: Yes. Mm. So
5: is it... I think the reason
3: why they think it was leaked, and again, Sports Integrity Australia and Athletics Australia have have denied that they were the leak. Um, But someone's leaked it. There's even Mm. been... But there's been some stupid suggestion that it was someone from Peter Bowles' own camp. And it's like, honestly... Please. Um... uh, but it was leaked to try and avoid, They think, to avoid the embarrassment of him uh, getting the award when he might have been a drug chief. But talk about talk about guilty until proven innocent.
5: Yeah. Well, it comes down, one person has decided. One, yeah. one person has decided they have it, to go down this path. Well, that person, some, yeah. some that em- person needs to be exposed. Exactly. What would have happened if he was under that much pres- pressure and self-harm or something? Exactly.
3: Mm. Yeah, he's a pre- I have to say, it was a bloody impressive guy. He was
5: impressive the way he handled
3: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I did to interview and then he did a round of interviews on the Today Show and, and, and 2GB and he's really, really mm. – and, and all he – his main thing was it wasn't about trying to get money or it wasn't about vindication. It was just like, tell me what I already know that I'm innocent yeah. and uh, end the investigation and make sure this stuff doesn't happen again. Now, look, I'm not a scientist. so I can't sit there and sure, analyse it. Sure, about that. And, or... Uh <laughs> a scientist of rugby league, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I mean, so you know, it's mm. until I, I can't look at those results and make a judgement at all. No. But at the very least, and I called for this in the paper, a Senate inquiry into how the hell this could happen, and so mm. it doesn't happen again.
2: So what? So what are they saying with the sample A? It's. It that came that, up positive. So this, you know, th- so this
3: is the thing. It's, it's a, that's an important point. Like, because EPO is naturally a, a hormone naturally produced in your body, mm-hmm. you can't just definitively say, "Well, it's not." It's not like an anabolic steroid. You can't look at the sample and go, "Well, it's in there or not." Yeah. Like, yeah. it's all about the levels of levels your, yeah. of your EPO, and it depends. And those level, and then there's a subjective decision made by the people in the lab, in in the Australian sports drug testing lab, mm. to determine whether those levels indicate the use of synthetic EPO, yeah. which comes from things like they well, they get it out of hamsters and, um, you know, uh, could, you know, dead bodies and, yeah. Goats. Yeah, right.
1: Goats. goats. What
3: yeah. yeah, They yeah, take it that, out. That's how they get it out. They extract it and put it in. But it's the drug that was made famous by Blanz because he said to yeah. Oprah, yeah. that's the main one that I was taking, that and, yeah, and right.
1: HCH. Now, you said Peter Bowl, impressive guy. Another impressive guy is our old captain, Paul the Chief Harrigan. you caught up with Chief through the week.
3: He came out swinging, and he'll come out swinging in the Herald tomorrow about in support of um, Mark Carroll, mm-hmm. who's been very strong about whether the NRL should fund PET scans or MRI scans to determine whether there's symptoms of CTE in a former player's body. Um, I asked Chief, like, and it's, it's just it so happens that this weekend Newcastle and Manly are playing each other, and we all know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there was an incident between those two. You may have been on the field at the
1: One. time. One. Mm. <laughs> you should have been on <laughs> tour with them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did they not get on, on tour?
1: No, they used to get frosty. Prickly. There, there, there was so much that went on the field that it spilled off the field. They didn't get physical off the field,
5: but they just couldn't. But they're glowing they about each yeah, other now.
1: They couldn't look at each other.
5: There was times when you'd yeah. be talking to Spud, and you'd look over, and Chief, he'd just be staring at. You.
1: Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. yeah, he would. Their things
5: <laughs> were very. But he was, very he strong. was
3: good, Chief, and he said, "Look, I'm not, I don't have any." He said, "Do I worry about whether I've got these symptoms at all?" He goes, "I don't." Um, he said, um, "He's talked to Andrew Gardner and Chris Levi, who are, uh, you know, prof- professors in this field in Newcastle." and he made the argument chief and it's a good one too in the whole concussion debate that everyone's having at the moment about it's not even it's so much not so much what you do when you're playing but how you live your life post career mm-hmm. and he he's very big on meditation and
1: yeah he always has been, been very yeah, yeah very much so yeah, great man it, in the
3: yeah trip. so they've got that in uh, tomorrow's herald Nice one, Weber. No drummers, man. Well, what back we'll to do. You.
1: No, back to Matt. It's all right. Just have a look at the update there. Gwyneth Paltrow. No, she's in the stand. No result yet. We'll just keep you updated. <laughs> it's a biggie. We'll take a break. Ten minutes of immortality next. And a little bit later, we have got movie of the week with Liam Alexander, which is uh, what's a classic of the 90s, uh, Point Break. Um, as a, look, Point Break in the early 90s, not that other bludger that got released in the, uh, the mid-2000s. What an awful, awful movie, but it's up now for <laughs> 10 Minutes of Immortality and what's up Joey's Nose. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Say it again, Ian Jury. Over to you, Joey.
5: Uh, what do you got up, for us? What's up my beak at the moment? Are those e-bikes, which you're getting around town. There's red ones and there's green ones. Take a leaf out of People from Japan clean up up after yourself. I've seen them on the beach, thrown on the beach. They're just left in the park, and they've left there for about a week. Mm. And I don't think they even use the cycleways to get to the beach. Do what?
3: Oh. What? Yeah, <laughs>
5: they <they're> hog <laughs> no they hog the on. road, <laughs> and they encourage laziness because they got the motors in them, so yeah. they don't have to work to get up up the hill. Oh, that's Those right. Are e-bikes, yeah, route.
1: they got the assistance. And you know, even
5: worse, I see people riding without helmets. Oh, so that is naughty. This is a very Eastern Suburbs problem, Joey. Mm. You, don't well, get, you don't get e-bikes another, out in Pennant Hills, And mate. i got another problem in the Eastern Suburbs, and it's people driving big four-wheel drives when you can honestly know they've never been four-wheel driving in their life. <laughs> it, and it ties into what I said a couple of weeks ago. People in Sydney and cities wearing those Aran Williams and trying to look like farmers mm. and never go to a farm. Yeah, thanks, Russell. Driving four-wheel drives.
1: Thanks, Russell, Um <laughs> uh, Mate... <laughs> I tell you the other one too. It's got. Oh, can I just chime in here? Can yeah, I? Sure. Um, sure. sure. Some really got on my go yesterday. The Obamas guys oh, walking on the harbour bridge without restraints. Honestly, so irresponsible. What are the? I mean, kids are watching you. Were they really? Yes. What do you mean?
5: Yeah, they, didn't they, ha- them- they didn't have to wear the what? You know, when you walk, you on the harbour walk. No, I haven't. He, yeah, you got You have wear the suits, yeah. And yeah. The, have the suits in the.
1: He
2: or and
5: Sweet
1: Michelle just went without.
5: Did they have no harnesses? They, they freestyled. Did they did they close roads so they could get from place to place with no traffic? Oh. And yeah. they have like 10 they cars. They Street on. in Newcastle, I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's big. He's one for climate change, and he's flying around on private jets. Jeez, they're yeah,
1: hypocrites. Unbelievable. yeah, Um unbelievable. But, you know, guys, I just want to, because I know I they do him. listen to the show, Michelle. Yeah, and I, actually yeah. Barry. Saw, I actually
5: saw him up the <laughs> Robin Hood <laughs> on the drink. <laughs> He no, was did, maggot. Jeez, the, he was blind. Dab. Yeah. Might exception. have been someone else. I don't know how, if it was Do you imagine
3: know you know the ticket was to his show? Six hundred. Yeah, was it? That's it. Yeah, oh. six hundred.
5: Yeah, brought That's to the starting b- price. Sponsored by Still Knox. You imagine just <laughs> falling asleep? I reckon he'd be
1: all right. Oh, he come on, to Barack Obama. Hang on, you're talking to the king of. Uh, after dinner. Yeah. Speaking talk yeah. You're talking
2: about <laughs> international politics. That's right up your alley at the moment. Sky, His News,
5: politics Jones. are a lot different than mine. <laughs> you, you and, you and Paul Murray just take him to task. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going this afternoon to listen to Mark Latham. It's, cost, oh. it's costing oh. me $1.50. That's
1: oh. a sensitive <laughs> issue. But now let's shift. It's time for Joey's Guide to a long-lasting relationship. Love and marriage. Love and marriage a horse and carriage this i tell you Brother joey for the kids out there mm. what in, you a,
5: go in a long-term relationship there's got to be more kissing involved think back when you're a kid at the blue light disco and you're just pashing for hours on the dance floor and how excited you were if you know what i mean
1: i don't know what you mean
5: it's yeah um kissing passionately kissing and preferably with your eyes closed. Do you, you know just why? Just on the couch. So you can think of someone else. Just on the couch kissing.
2: No, no. How long has it been since Mate. you sat on the couch with your wife and just kissed? Pashed. Pashed. It's been so long for hours since <laughs> I pulled the got the rubber Robert Young out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of those real kisses. <laughs> I did not yeah. know what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, then. no, no. Don't worry as to Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? Mouth kissing. Uh, during COVID, it's one of those things that I think that's never really come back. <laughs> what are people... It's healthy. So,
5: <laughs> some people are, are so thorough cleaning their hands and stuff, yeah, they walk through a pub and just kiss a random person, especially if they've got baked bean teeth. Mm. My, my, my kids are if an age now to that to if... Who's that chick with the... Oh, uh... No, Just, just recently, on. if there's any
2: form of uh, public display of affection with my wife, my kids stand there and go...
5: Yeah,
2: they're at that age, mm. which is fantastic. But
3: I also it. think it's like, but what about when people are, uh, you know, kissing each other <laughs> yes, <laughs> passionately sure. yeah. in a really visible public place? Oh, like, yeah. really? Oh, it's it's sick. Good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Disgusting. Yeah, it's really, really Do you have to do sick.
3: that on the, on the train? Oh, do we I have know. to watch, you You know? I oh, know. Swapping spit on the what, train. What, like? what was
5: the one with Chevy Chase? You Chey- go what up and you go, it's going to end, guys. What was the movie with Chevy Chase when the sun was like, Oh, oh. look at him kissing. I oh, think he's yeah. going to something. Can I say the <laughs> word? he's going to pork it, Dad. Think he's going to pork <laughs> No, no, he's, he's not. Gonna, no, he's not. <laughs> okay, uh, Russ, Yes, I think, Russell, I think he's going. going. <laughs> <laughs> was that him and I in the Eiffel Tower? Uh, uh, that was a different... Right? Yeah, it was yeah. the first Satchel Airpods. Did you, see, afterlay, did you see the rights in Paris and those people, the Parisians just sitting down on the drink, This couple and they're like 30 metres away from oh, this right. right, and there's fire everywhere. And they're just sitting there, not even looking at it, just talking to yeah. each other in this cafe. <laughs> yeah, very contrary. It's a yeah. very oh, French insane.
1: thing to do. Shout out to the Obamas. <laughs> uh, we'll, take a, uh, we'll take a break, and next we're going to talk about uh, Webby's favourite subject, the St. George La Dragons. And uh, yes, I said a little bit later, we're, uh, we're going to talk about uh, South and uh, Melbourne and all things going on in the game, including uh, the Tigers offering Mitch Pierce a two-year deal. Uh, he rejected it. We'll have a discussion about that. Uh, but Webby, St. George Illawarra Dragons, been another bludger of a week. Uh, look, Webby, I just think it's time for the Dragons power brokers just to be upfront and honest and just basically indicate, right, oh, we're talking to these blokes. This is who we're after. Anything we're going to go in a different direction at the end of next, at the end of this season and just get on with it. Because at, at the moment, they're just sitting in this twilight of, of nothing. But I feel... <coughs>
3: As a Dragons fan, that was a really, really good thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> yeah. you, but you yeah. know what I you mean. know when you <laughs> thought you couldn't sink any lower, you found a, I know another I notch. Found, yeah, but you, you know, a hundred percent. It's like, but the way that they've extended him for a year, for the last couple of years, it's like we don't Boy. have the balls to get rid of him, because but we but we don't really have a better better option. So what are we going to do? Um, and we're going to try and you know buy time to make a decision on it. But now that they've said we're going to go and talk to other people, just rip, yeah. the, ba-
1: rip the Band-Aid. Well, my mail is Jason Rolls is the man they want. Yeah. And, and he's fully aware of it. Now, now, now the problem is they keep saying we're going to give Hook six weeks. And you go, but, guys, when you ask someone to reapply for their job, you basically give them the wristwatch saying, you know, thanks very much for your time. Like Do it now, because what will happen is Billy Slater's getting bumped by Matt Tripp. They're saying he's, he's he's the preferred option. As Joey said before, that's unlikely. And so it's straight after that, they'll go and bang on Jason Riles' door. So the Dragons could miss out
3: there. I, I have to say, just on um, on Slater, did you see Craig Bellamy's comments about Billy yesterday? Yeah. No. Talk about pushing hard for Billy Slater to be the next coach of the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, right. Like, I've never... When I, when I knew – like, Matt Tripp's a very aggressive chair, which doesn't surprise me, and that's why he's so good at it. But the way that Belly Ache said um, if any coach or any any former player could come into coaching without ever having been an assistant coach, it's Billy Slater. Like, it was yeah, we are. S- such an emphatic endorsement. It just showed me they're going to go so hard what? to get him. But Rolls is probably the next one in line. Yeah. Um, you know, as i th- think i said a week ago like they, they talk about mark brenton all that, that's yep. sort of been tipped for a while um but there's i know there's a, i know there's certain board members at the dragons who are really red hot on Rolls. there's a few others that are really keen on a hornby young um combination coming back Well, and, and there it coaching. is. coaching the board's split i Ex- know oh, exactly the, the board is but there's a, and there's it other... sounds
5: like it's always split and there's a faction with st george and there's a faction with the illawarra Win. didn't didn't they want to come back and just call them St George and get no, rid of the
1: Illawarra. No, there was also they were going to put it to people about changing the name completely. Yeah, they canvassed the ideas.
3: God. It was it was madness, and it was. But they said, it, "Look, it doesn't mean we we want to change the name of the club." Which made me ask, "Why did you ask the bloody question?"
1: Yeah, that's right. I, I, I I, all. I and there's so
3: so, the same. the Illawarra is part of the of the of the joint venture. Have got their nose out of join anyway because um, they no longer have representation on the board. It's Wind Corporation. They're the ones who. Um, because they owed Illawarra, I'd win so much money. Is they that took Bruce over? Gordon? That's Bruce Gordon. Yeah, mm. is he still involved? Uh, Bruce doesn't. No, Andrew Gordon, his son, was um, is on the board. Uh, Andrew Lancaster, who is the CEO of Win, is on the board, and he's now the chair. It's been his term, and I think Andrew's a very, very smart operator. Um, but he needs time to take mm. take control take control of what's happening there. Whether, but is, is it a is it a job for a rookie NRL coach?
1: Yeah, well... That's the question. Well, there, there's two ways to look at this, Webby. From Riles' point of view, my, my thing to Jason Riles, most people have said, "Who? Would you, which one would you take? And people go, oh, mate, it's got to be Melbourne Storm. But my thing to, I'd say to Jason Riles is, will it ever be your club? Will it ever be your team? If that makes sense. You yeah. Know, like, it, it's it's constantly the shadow of Bellamy. And we've seen before how difficult it is following... Someone like Craig Bellamy, and we've seen it with Manchester United with Alex Ferguson, who's the old tough dictator that everybody they rules with an iron fist and the next guy comes in and just can't do it.
5: I've spoke to a few coaches about different things, and one of them said the front office and the board and the club was that dysfunctional, I couldn't coach. All I was doing is putting out fires, having meetings with recruitment people, having meetings with football managers, having meetings with player managers... When that's not my job, my that's job it. was to coach the team, and I had no time to actually coach the team. So, if the board is split at the Dragons, would the next coach always have to be in there talking to them, trying to be um, diplomatic with them, trying to get them together, trying to get decisions over the line? You go to Melbourne, you have got Frank Panisi. Yeah, but the, that's the thing. Craig Bellamy have... isn't apparently no, he's not over even on recruitment. No, he doesn't even but g- occasionally goes in and listen. I'm, Frank Panisi does all that, so then all your energy is to coaching the team. I've
3: been saying this for a year. That club, don't worry about who the coach is. They need a head of football. Yeah. They need, a, like a Panisi or a Richo Peter or Peter Parr or a Shane Richardson in the job that he did at someone to do worry about all that stuff, Yep. you know?
1: Because what happens, Webby, if, if, if you haven't got a strong... Like, that's the most important person in the organisation, the, the person who you know, recruits that football manager because coaches come and go. Mm. You know? Coaches will come and they'll, they'll disappear. But the problem is, if you haven't got a strong football manager or a, a person in that type of role, whatever you want to call it, director of football, they've got different tags. Some of them, honestly, are that long the moniker. It's quite unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, but but if you haven't got a strong person there, then you are at the mercy of the coach as far as how the, the coach may tear down all the good stuff the coach before him did. Or... You know, as we've seen before with salary cap, they can handicap the salary cap for the next bloke who moves in.
3: Exactly, 100%. But that's why Souths have gone so well with Bennett going.
1: That's right. Well done, Webby. Thank you. You're exactly right. We're going to... uh...
3: (laughs) Again. Again.
1: Now, we're going to take a uh, break, and after the break we're going to talk about the Grand Prix. No, not Joey. Sorry, the Grand Prix. (laughs) Stay with us. And uh, the top of the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, the situation at the Tigers, uh, which one you're saying, uh, the Mitchell Pearce one, and sort of what that means to the club. Uh, Jack Whiten as well. Uh, news around Jack this week, going to put himself on the open market. Why wouldn't you? And that's it. Your contract expires is what you do. Uh, ben,
2: now you want to talk motorsport. Go for it, buddy. Well, here's the, here's the update. Australian Grand Prix starts today. Practice, first First practice starts today. Yeah. Of course, it's powered by, or Zito by Einhell. German design, quality, driving, yes. power, and performance Wonderful. for DIYers out there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Azito. Yeah. Hey, have you ever who, been to one? Did,
1: uh, Grand Prix, yeah. Azito.
2: No, 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 the,
1: no. The Australian Grand Prix. No, never. I did. I, well, I got
3: flown down years ago uh, as a guest of Red Bull. Oh. Did not leave the marquee or see a single bit
5: of the race. How fast that a car?
3: Quick. Very, and it's, okay. it's very, and your and your ears are ringing. What, are you the
5: the vodka, the vodka, uh, the, the Rodka the, red, yeah, three hundred yeah, kilometres per hour. Do they go that far? Oh, by
1: the end, I was going
3: at three
5: hundred and twenty <laughs> kilometres per hour. It's
1: It's all relative though; they're all going at the same pace. Then just someone doing sixty k's an hour out there, so they can zip, in you know, a Hillman Hunter. so you zip around and go, geez, they do go fast. <laughs> who's your, <Ben>? your <laughs>
2: favourite driver from the oh, eighties? When when Formula, oh,
1: five, oh, Formula One was
3: great. I was a big Senna fan. Yeah, what
1: are you, Ben? Gerhard Berger. Oh, I'm oh, look, I'm patriotic. I'm Alan Jones. Uh, I bloody loved what he did. And I tell you, we read of the track incredibly fast. Anyway, good luck to you. We're going to take a break. Coming up a little bit later, a little bit Alexander with Point Break. <laughs> okay, people, uh, look, if you're driving, uh, pull over on the side of the road. If you're standing, take a seat, Webby. You have got the the Gwyneth Paltrow, the uh, announcement.
3: Well, well, the Guardian does. I'll just read out their, their story. Yep. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, the Hollywood star and lifestyle guru, with a vagina-scented candle has prevailed mm. in the dramatic court tussle over <laughs> dueling ski crash claims with retired optometrist Terry Sanderson who had sued the actor for liability in a collision on a Utah mountain in 2016.
5: Oh, thank she God. she going to fella f- at the moment? Yeah, uh, she'd, she, um, she'd, uh, she'd, she'd, she'd go would. well with your oldest boy, Jack Johns. Yeah, I wouldn't really... I she'd go when she first Christmas with the Johns family.
1: Yeah, well, she yeah. Candles put for <laughs> Chris Martin, oh god, what a lettuce leaf! Just, <laughs> a oh, fan? it just stands for nothing. He's he's slightly self-important, would you say? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I did. He did throw Bruno Mars a bowl, uh, a bone. Do you remember when they got there and at the Super Bowl and I was there, was there? And remember, he kept ducking. He actually was squatting down to him and Beyonce as to not sort of make uh,
5: sweet Bruno look too.
1: Look too, too well, cool. short. Although
5: you can't they, say that word anymore. The te- words have block a roach. What a sayo. You know, <laughs> 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 I just It crumble like a sayo in a blender. Oh. I was
3: I was at that Super Bowl and they were they were terrible and then Beyonce came out and killed, killed it. Killed it. Yeah, she saved, basically saved it half time.
1: Wonderful performer. As are the South Sydney Rabbitohs. South Sydney versus Melbourne. Joey, fellas, um, Melbourne, are they still one of the very elite sides in
5: this competition? I think fully fit they are. I think fully fit they're a top four team. I don't think they could win it this year. Well, I think if they mm. get – it's a big transition with a lot, of, a lot of experience, the Bromwich boys and Felice Kafusi leaving. Mm. I think they've got some really good young forwards, but I think they're a couple of years off being. Match hardened to win four games in a row at the end of the year. Yeah. But if they get Pappenhausen back, Jerome Hughes, Munster, Harry Grant – it's a world class spine.
1: Mm. Some of those young blows get some football in their legs as well. You can just just see through the middle, just a few. Li- like katoa has been a Katow has been a good pickup, but he's you see sometimes player. he's struggling for that that you know, to repeat himself week in week out, which is the hardest thing when you're a young player. Uh, at the moment, what can you get around Melbourne? I can get about eleven dollars around Melbourne, which is pretty good. Penrose are four dollars twenty five favourites. Webby, that's unders. Is, yeah, Panthers is still
3: in four, the month.
1: Really? Still $4.25. They're still favourites. Uh, do
3: you, do, you, do you bookmakers know anything?
5: Yeah, guys. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. They live <laughs> in Vaucluse. <laughs> I'm aware. And the rest of the punters <laughs> live in yeah. if they I, With my money. Yeah,
1: if they look at my betting account and the horses last Saturday, they'd say the same to me. Have you got really? any idea? And the answer <laughs> would be... No. Uh, made really impressed by uh, South Sydney. Lock- Lachlan and Ilias has given another dimension on the right-hand side of the field. Yeah, you know, they become, for a little while there with South, they become left-side centric. But Ilias has given more options on the right side of the field and Cook's rejuvenated going through the middle. The, no World Cup for Cook has been a blessing.
5: I think that the, the combination of Ilias and Kaloa Matangi on the right is lethal. And they got little pockets of attack all over. Cam Murray and Cook in the middle. Latrell, Cody on the left. Mm. They're missing about two or three middles, they two are. big men in the middle. Totola, uh, Jai Arrow's not there. Liam Liam Knight's Knight. coming back from that knee. I think fully fit. I I think they're genuine premiership.
1: Yeah, uh, Keon was fantastic. Oh, Call him a in last week. Oh. Pushed into the middle of the field. You could see him with tender to go. He was st- he he was he's sort up, of up, got he, he was fumes, spent, yeah. but little wonder he was amazing. He's one of
3: my favourite players. Great like he just, player. I mean, yeah. Have he looked at the legs. on Tough. Him? He's got the biggest legs in the game.
1: He's a big and goal. he just
3: always makes so many yards every time he touches the ball and crunches blokes in defence. Now, is my assessment. what
1: do you think, boys? Is it is it South tonight? Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell you, I like for uh, like Pesett's a good half.
1: Yeah, he is. he's going well. Yeah, he's he he going well, going really well. He is. yeah, he's doing so, good. So, and so Joel,
3: Joel came when I was on air with him a couple of weeks ago. Actually, wanted me to ask you, like, should they, like, should should at some point Melbourne? I know they need him because yep. uh, Jerome's out, but should they consider a swap like they did with Harry?
1: It's interesting, isn't it? For, for Blake, I, I would say that if I was if I was Jonah Pezzett and his dad Troy. Mm. I would be very happy for him to stay put in Melbourne for at least another 12-18 to 18 months. Who's that jersey 14 person.
5: player? Who's that player that comes on can play dummy half or anywhere in those key positions? I'm just no, trying to think. think that might be his position mm. for the next 18 months coming on playing
1: just filling out, you know, that's it that's a, yeah with with the defence side of things Bell, Bellamy is very much defence orientated. That's why oftentimes sometimes in You'll watch him in the halves and there'll be an injury and they will put Chris Lewis there. You know, so, Jonah, that you know, if, as long as he can hold his, the defence side of it up, I think he'll keep picking him. At least, as Joey just said, give him a start in the 14 on the bench. Uh, a couple of things going on in the game, boys. The biggest one uh, the last few days was Mitchell Pearce being offered 750 grand a year for two years. Mitchell, and I think he was smart
5: He's gone. Hey, Guys. Hang on. Do they offer him 750 a year? Well, that's what they're saying. That's it?
3: what they were saying. I don't think it. I don't know if that figure is um, entirely right. I, I think for mine, the <laughs> there's a few things out of it. It just shows you the desperation of that club. Yep. The other thing is, what message does it send to Luke Brooks who already looks fly blown? Mm-hmm. And the other part of it, which I find completely ridiculous, but it is the Tigers. So completely understandable, mm. is the fact that this was raised by Benji Marshall and then it got raised at board level. The board has leaked it. Someone on the board has leaked it and it's got out and I think it was Fox Sports that broke the story. Yeah, hoops broke before, it, yeah. before, mm. before Benji Marshall had spoken to Mitchell Pierce. So the idea of getting Mitchell Pierce leaked out before they spoke to Mitchell Pierce
1: Unbelievable.
3: And people were wondering why that club's not going anywhere.
1: Smart from, Mi- smart from Mitchell. I mean, well, they're, they're, to actually go, hey guys, when you're 34 years of age and played the amount of football Mitchell has, it's not whether he is good enough, but it's just his body but, staying on the field. But if
3: the money was 750, re- he would be mad not to look at it. Like he's nearly 35. Mm. Yeah. Like he, say it's another two. Like there's another 1.5 for what for two years of so football. So he's been
5: playing top In, line. He, did he start what? when he was 17? 17. Yeah.
3: But so we're talking. He 17. must be 400.
1: He must be just. He must be nearly four hundred games. Why would he? Why would he come back? Yeah. and
5: and play for the club. His his dad is a and champion. All that pressure. All the pressure. But not only that, living back in Sydney under the microscope, when he's in the south of France
3: and he's loving it apparently. Loving and, it. It's coming and, into the UK and, and in summer
5: and single.
3: Yeah,
5: but, He'd but be
1: loving. But life. top of the table. Top of the table over there. Then coming back here into the the pressure cooker, to a side that at the moment is sitting. Bottom of the table, yeah, like you know, like that's with, mate, the, that's a, with that, the
3: surname that he's got. I watched him with overnight, the other
5: night, uh, the other morning, killed it. Did he? Killed it.
3: With great that said, with the greatest of respect to Mitchell, and I love him, and I think he w- was unfairly bashed up for mo- most of his career. He's pretty cooked before he left, yeah. you know. I thought, I yeah. think he was at adi- oh, like he, yeah. need, he was really physically, needed, yeah. yeah, he needed a freshen up, well, and I, I just there's he's on a hiding to nothing well,
1: really. if Webby came back. Then Couple
3: again, if, it, if
1: yeah. it was for one point five over two, yeah, you, but, not a bad you get, to get. but you do get a sense with the player. Like when you, when you watch a player at times, the first thing when you start to see him hitting hitting the wall physically is their running game. And I was watching Mitchell coming off that right foot which was one of his big plays, yeah. and he just wasn't come like there was no spring when he was coming off it. And oftentimes when he was getting hit, he was yeah you know, he'd just lay there for half a second. You can't play that amount of football and not. Be redlining, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I think I think it's a very smart decision. He's had a few injuries over there as well. To come back and get back into the pressure cooker and hoping that bo- the body holds up, I think was, yeah, you know, I think it's one of the smartest decisions that he's made. Uh, the other one, Jack White and boys, uh, been a bit of criticism, but at the end of the day, if you're off contract, you're off contract, yes. and I know the dra- look, I understand the Raiders have been fantastic to him, and so has Ricky Stewart. Uh, it's my understanding that. I think there's about eight or nine clubs that have at least registered, uh, registered some interest, some very, very keen. Uh, the thoughts, boys. I will just sitting there having a look, saying what would fit Jack White, if it was to happen tomorrow, and you know, still a bit time off. I tell you what, Joey, he'd go. He'd look good playing alongside Nico Hines at Cronulla.
5: I mm, Wonder what happened. <coughs> what what the future is for Matt Moylan there? Or the Dolphins. Is it a lifestyle thing? He wants to move. Uh, out of Canberra, move up to Queensland at uh, the Dolphins, mm. but he's gonna have to take a pay cut. And and if if the motivation is to win a competition, he'll have to take a real big haircut.
3: I reckon the Dolphins will go big, big, big and long. Right, I, mm. for sure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll put it this way, because um, if he if it's if it's a big deal and it goes for mm. say say it's a four year deal, five year deal. Mm. What do, wow. well, you know? How yeah. how do you say no to that? Gets yeah. li- well, Jack's takes his young his fa- young family up there, yeah. and let's just say Wayne's Wayne's pretty good at um, Wayne's world. Wayne's pretty good at um sell. A, 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 a good at the sell, but also big contracts when yeah. he's not going to be there for the next the last yeah. couple of years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Christian Wolf, it's sorry mate, to your problem oh, yeah. Well, so, well, uh, you've got an aging Jack Watton at one point uh, four on your sp- books. Spoke <laughs> to someone involved with Jack, and I asked him. I said, Parramatta. And would neither confirm nor deny, but it sounds like that Parramatta were yeah,
5: were, were in by? touch. Well,
1: I'll, I'll say this to you on Parramatta. I think there is merit. I think there is merit in being able to shift Gutho there if it suits. The fact that my thing was it should never and have been put made, Jack to fullback. And it should never been made public. I think there is an opportunity there to be able to keep Gutho at fullback, bring White in at six, and put Brown into thirteen or vice versa. I think six and thirteen play very very similar. And I think if Parramatta are looking to open that premiership window, as we talk about all the time, I think that could be an option.
3: Imagine, so you're saying Jack at 13? Or
1: six. Or six. You know, having him operate through the middle. I mean, he'd do it on his ear. Him and Dylan Brown would be a fantastic combination through the middle of the the field.
3: I tell you what, like, I know he's had his off-field sort of dramas, Jack, but you talk to any team that he's been in, like, you talk about those rep teams. I just know this from the, uh, the World Cup. They reckon he was the best bloke. Yeah. A, he's such, a, and I reckon he gets. He's almost like he's almost. Um, he's a victim of being too good in too many positions. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. In rep footing, like I just think he's so. I astray. think club
5: level, he's purely a 5'8". Yeah, mm. purely a 5'8". eight. Mm.
1: Anywho, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I'll just let that wash over me. There, we're going to take a break. The next up, it's the people's uh, the people segment. Point Break, movie of the week. And we're here, people. It's time for Movie of the Week. And, well, they're just films which, uh, while they may not uh, win awards, they just survive the test of time. They stand up decades later. This is one of them Keanu Ruse, Patrick Swayze, Gary Busey, Point Break.
3: No! No!
0: I called them! you go quietly. You know, there's no way I can handle a cage, man. I don't care. You gotta go down. It's gotta be that way. Well, look at it, Johnny. Look at it. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. Just let me go out there. Let me get one wave before you take me. One wave. I mean, where am I gonna go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not gonna paddle in New Zealand.
1: Just tell him, buddy. Uh, Liam Alexander, welcome. Morning, guys. How are you going? Liam, we're going good. I mean, that's, just thinking there, I mean, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, That's what a great combination. But, I, Liam, I don't know many movies that you could play to a younger audience and there's nothing, well, I don't think so. Anyway, you might think different. There's nothing which really dates badly in this movie.
6: No so at all. Like it takes place in the 90s but it held up really well. I'd never seen it. I was kicking myself I hadn't seen it sooner because I thought it was actually really well made. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow who became the first woman to ever win Best Director. I think in the hands of a lesser filmmaker it could have been forgettable but her and Reeves and especially Patrick Swayze I think all it becomes a pretty unforgettable 90s crime film and it holds up for sure.
3: You had never watched Point Break?
6: I uh, and you I, call I yourself things, a film I critic? About... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
1: sorry. This,
2: this, this is ben. why we're doing it, because Liam quietly told me, and I think it was a confession. Hushed. Of tones. And yeah. I just went, well, we're doing that on Movie of the Week. <laughs> Can I,
3: this is the big question I've always got out of that movie. Is the 50 year swell real?
1: 50 years. Let's, us, well, let's pass over to <laughs> the this is expert, Joey Johns. Yep, it's true. Is, is it? it? Yep. No. Apparently, it's better hitting him an hour, Joe. You better get on your way. Is
5: uh is the Chili Peppers in this? Yeah, Anthony
1: Kears. Yeah, Anthony Kears. Yeah. 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 He shoots himself in the foot. He do- that's Yeah, that's we funny. did it last big day out as well. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
2: hey, Leah, for
1: people that haven't seen it, what's the plot? Uh, so, the movie
6: revolves around this group of bank robbers called the ex presidents. They commit their crimes while wearing masks of former presidents. Um, one FBI agent played by Gary Busey believes that they could be surfers trying to bankroll this endless summer, so he deploys young agent Johnny Utah to infiltrate the scene where he sort of befriends the leader, Bodie, played by a very, very melancholic and very blonde Patrick Swayze.
1: God, I tell you what, I I love uh, Gary Busey in this, Benny. He's the best. Oh, yeah. he's well, so as good.
2: As I said to you yesterday, this was this was my like we knew. I knew Busey. My generation knew Busey from Lethal Weapon, just like, but he was a big character. This was the movie where everyone went, oh, my God, who's this Gary Busey? Yeah. But, like, for old generations, he's yeah. Big
1: Wednesday. Big Wednesday's first time in the Buddy Holly movie. Mm. Yeah. He's very good in that.
3: I love this movie. Do you know I've been to a – there's a bar in uh, New York called Johnny Utah's.
1: Is it? It's got a mechanical bull in the middle of the bar. Webby, is there a better name – is, uh, I wrote this down. It, can you think of a better name for a cool former quarterback now as an undercover agent than Johnny Utah? <laughs> <laughs> Who,
3: who's such a fitness freak. He it doesn't sounds, even eat the chicken, the, the skin on chicken. Uh, it sounds, sounds very
5: funny. pornography. Whoa, Johnny Utah.
3: It does sound a bit porn. porn-, 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 porn it was the
5: original from a state that looks down on pornography.
2: It was yeah. the original oh, name oh. for the film, Johnny Utah. Was it really? That was it the original really? name. Yeah, it was. There's, there was a few titles. That, Riders on the Storm. And then they, they settled yeah. on Point Break.
5: Wow. Riders right, in the Storm's a good one. Mm. Really- Liam,
1: Liam, how did Dowman Roger, Roger Ebert, what did he think of it? So critically
6: at the time, it was like sort of uh, lukewarm. It was received pretty well. But Roger was actually one of the few that actually praised it. He gave it three and a half out of four. He really loved the way it was directed. And he, he thought it like, examined the, the philosophies of these guys who lived dangerously well. It wasn't just a mindless action movie. So he really liked it.
1: Liam, if you're going to have a night out, and this is open to everybody, you're going to have a night out in the town, who would you rather have a night out with? Johnny Utah or Swayze's character, Bodie? Oh, Bodie. Oh, yeah. Bodie's yeah. one of the coolest
4: characters
1: ever. Oh, he's so his, ha- his house parties look mm. good. And they go to the house and they listen to a bit of Jimmy Hendrix, Luke and Liam. His tequila uh, shots. Banner to movie, mate. It's not documentary. <laughs> okay, now you said something about uh, Mick Fanning. And this.
2: Yeah, so when I well, I was down at Bell's Beach covering Bell's Beach years ago, and uh, I was down there with Mick, and I said, and I'm like, oh, we're at Bell's Beach, Mick. Point Break, and he just looked at me. and He goes, mate, every professional surfer despises that film really? because yeah. the, the end, the end, because the end scene was never. Bell's Beach. It's Northern California where they film yeah, it, yeah, gotcha. and the, and the wave that he the wave that he dies on. There's a spoiler. Oh, sorry if you haven't seen it. You've had forty years. you will killed uh- by Freddie Krueger <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> the wave that he die dies on is actually Waimea Bay. So there's nothing to do with Bell's Beach. So all the all the you know pro surfers just despise.
5: You know it. what? All the rugby league players say that about the final winter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well you take that up with knaves. um Liam,
1: uh, this movie, the remake, I mean, Ghostbusters was an absolute bludger as a remake. This is, uh, this is, this one, watching the remake of this, it really made me angry. That woke sort of, they just absolutely just, they did us such an injustice.
6: Yeah, I, I haven't actually seen the remake, but I remember watching the trailer for it when it came out and I remember the reviews were saying it was just sort of lifeless, like it had no energy to it. Obviously, without Swayze and Keanu Reeves, it, it doesn't have that same spark. But the guys that replaced them, it just—they they didn't look like there was much in it.
2: No, yeah, definitely. And not. that's the thing about the, the first one had Swazu yeah, and Keanu, and like, you know, and, and talk about chemistry between two guys. And and Keanu
1: Reeves, lo- Johnny Utah's love interest, she Ooh, she was oh, charismatic. Lori Petty, yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> yes, Petty, wow, Lori well, you know, like, Petty
5: or Laurie Pretty. Yeah. Yeah, like
1: this this, 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 <laughs> is something, this daughter.
2: This is something about 90s women with short hair that short I hair. love. You could oh take her God. out
5: a night out, and mm. stage dive, get on the bar and roll around. She'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> she was also in Free
2: Willy. She was the star of Free Willy. Uh, yeah. Is this... Uh... No, is that, is this... Is oh. that is true. Is that the... is true. Don't that... even say it. <laughs> uh, that... <laughs> Who wins the movie, gentlemen? I reckon it's Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. He, this is yeah. this is his best role.
1: Can I just? Oh, here you go.
2: You know, who I think wins the film Peter Phelps. So Peter Peter Phelps is there. Oh, it? Death of the stick out it's there, mate. A, sweet <laughs> Phelpsy at
1: the end. No, you can't go out there, mate. It'll, uh, <laughs> mate's too big. Do you reckon the Americans
5: make him talk even more ocker and 100%. even more nasally?
2: Mm. Yep. Can yeah. I, can, Joey? Can I ask you a question? you fire away. away. If the way that Bodhi goes out here is that your perfect way to go out. Fifty-year storm. Nah, no, no, we to organise
5: it. Mines at the cross.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah.
5: Oh, involving a few things. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I tell you what we're going
1: to do, right? Uh, before we mark it out of a hundred, Liam. After the break, we're going to just talk about some examples of the best screen combinations. Because I think this one, Keanu Reeves and. And Patrick Swayze, just fantastic together. But also, you want to do, Benny, the films that you would take, the three films to a desert island.
2: Yeah, because I was talking to Liam about this, and this is the movie that for me is rewatchable. I will watch it whenever it's on. If I flick on TV at any stage and I see it at any stage in the film, I will finish it to the end. Mm. So this the movie that I would take, if I was marooned on an island, I would take this one. You said this, On deep throat and something, and yeah. his hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Webby, your score out of 100?
3: 98.
1: Lovely. Joey? 80. 100. Liam? Perfect. Yeah, came
6: out in 91, so I reckon it's a 91. Yeah, look, it's,
1: no hell comes to Frogtown. I'll give it a five. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be back with Best Film Combinations and Movies to Take to Desire next. Yes, welcome back to the show. And uh, a little bit later, we're going to do our uh, bit of a list here, which is uh, current with the Joseph Swali'i situation. Three to one current NRL players with no union background who'd uh, succeed in rugby and also three to one since 95. Which union players would have succeeded in rugby league? You can't say Joan Alamu. I uh, I had a
5: great conversation with Sonny Bill Williams last night about this, and he's actually sent me some names. Okay. Which well, would be good to hear. Hook and tease. lovely. Well, good
1: radio sensibilities, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the films that you would take take away
2: to a desert island. Mm. This is your idea, Benny. You lead off. Well, well, obviously I had Point Break yeah. as my number one. Back to the Future. It is a childhood classic. Wonderful. That I could never, I could never get rid of. And um, the other one is the more. More, a newer comedy, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Oh, so awesome. It's not, it's not going to win an Oscar, but I tell you what, you can watch that movie over and over again and giggle every time. It is. It's brilliant. Where are you, Joey?
5: I've got number three, Flying High, and that's not a awesome. resemblance of anything. Just one to make me laugh. Number two to make me cry, Good Bill Hunting. Mm. And number one mm. would be Crocodile Dundee because I get incredibly homesick and it'd make me yeah. Think of being in Australia. We are
1: talking yeah. about Swazoo before. He's rolling Ghost. Swayze, uh, Swayze was the second choice for Ghost. Number one was Paul Hogan. He knocked it back. Can't oh. imagine Hogs oh. doing pottery with oh. Demi. Get, get going.
5: That's not <laughs> a knife. Is
2: that where'd you get that information from? What? Yeah, you can Google it. I've
1: heard it numerous times <laughs> on the dark yeah. web when he was uh, when he was really um, when he was really flying high. So why,
2: why did he turn it down? Uh, I just think he didn't want to be typecast. <laughs> <laughs> Here it As is. Homely, is it? Oh, it is. he turned it down because he thought it was an unfunny comedy. A d- comedy, I don't <laughs> think part that's. Whoopi, oh, Whoopi, the, Whoopi the, Goldberg gets shot. Was, Yeah, shot. Whoopi and, was yeah.
5: hilarious in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, talking when she's on The View, not uh, in this show. You,
3: what about you, Webby? God, well, can this be one? Godfather 1 and 2? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, box uh, set. Uh, uh,
5: the Godfather <laughs> 2 is the only sequel which won an Academy Award. That's yeah, okay. thank you.
2: Well, you well you go. Lord, go to sleep Lord, for 2023. Lord now, of can the can Lord of, re- <laughs> Lord of <laughs> the Rings, oh, Return of the King. That oh, doesn't care.
3: Okay. Uh, Good <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, uh, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> just, to, awesome. Just, to, just to lighten the mood, <laughs> I've gone, uh, I've gone Kingpin. There's something about Mary and lost in translation. What about you, Liam?
6: I went, He. Um, super
1: bad, and a movie that
6: I feel like is just a warm hug. Midnight in Paris. I never get oh, over that. Movie.
1: Liam, I was watching it again yesterday. It's getting a bit of a run at the moment on uh, Fox Greats. Isn't what... that good? Yeah, it's unreal. I uh, awesome. Have we, never
5: have we watched uh, it? Uh, it's awesome. Have we done the Bucky Larson show yet? No, nah, Bucky Larson <laughs>
1: hasn't got a start yet. <laughs> 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 I, I, was it I Want to Be a Star? <laughs> Bucky Larson. Oh, what a turd. Oh, right. <laughs> what about. Okay, boys. <laughs> best screen <laughs> combinations <laughs> of all time. Where this one's Silver. Sylvester Stallone and Talai Shire, with uh, Rocky and uh, Adrian. Yep. Oh, are you on
5: board? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Are you on board with that? De Niro, Pesci, oh, De Niro, yeah. Ray
1: Liotta, mate. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Han Solo, and a certain Luke Skywalker.
3: Well, I was. I had. I, I, what about Han Solo and Chewbacca?
1: What? What a. Who was the guy who played Chewbacca? It's uh, oh, good talent. I, it, I, it I thought it
3: was actually
2: a Wookiee. Peter uh, Mayhew. Mayhew. Peter, Peter
1: Mayhew. And he, di- Mayhew he died recently. Or well, what yeah. about Will
5: Ferrell oh, and what's his name, the other fellow? John C. Reilly. John C. Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, Where uh, are you, Liam? I
6: think Paul Newman and Robert Redford, uh, they've done some great movies together. Sting. I think, that, that I think thing? Sting.
1: That's sting just about the greatest. Not the wrestler. Uh, no. Vincent Jules. Oh. Vince, oh, sorry, sorry. Of course. Vincent Vega. Of course. Vincent Vega. Hello. Vincent Vega.
3: Okay, uh, oh, Selma Jackson,
1: John Travolta, awesome.
5: Thelma and Louise. Oh man! Another one. I've just I've just gone blank. Shawshank Redemption.
2: Oh yeah, There's Morgan Dufresne Freeman and uh, and uh, uh, the other guy, Tim,
5: <laughs> you know, Andy Dufresne, <laughs> Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Robbins. <Okay. Tim laughs> okay. Them two glove. together was sensational, I've, especially at I'm, the end when, um, in Mexico, when he comes down to Mexico and they have that massive pash. Mm. When he's sanding, sh- yeah. the... I didn't pash. Mm. I know. Weird, it just yeah. sounded bad. Great show.
2: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Great show.
5: What? <laughs> what um... I had the that. sisters <laughs> and the sisters. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. The sisters oh. were bad guys. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Brad Pitt, and oh, I can't remember his name.
1: Leonard. uh. uh, uh yeah. Edward Norton. Oh. Tyler Durden. And
3: yeah. the... do we ever find any uh Edward Norton's character's name? It's just the narrator, Le- isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. narrator. Yeah. Two. I
1: reckon there's a combo. Um, put that in your pipe and smoke it. What's it? Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. and Edward Norton, 25th Hour. You've oh, seen that? Yeah. No. That is, mate. It's he, a was ama- he was an amazing actor. Oh. Until he, until he passed. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, Once Upon <laughs> a Time in Hollywood. I thought they were great. That
5: was on the other day. It's such good news. That good <laughs> that bloke in the league.
1: Liam, what we're other ones, mate? You can put the button um, on this.
6: What about Tom Hanks and Wilson the Volleyball in...
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's what you would take to a desert island. A, that vol- means- a volleyball, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> right on, oh, don't, admit, admit you didn't cry when the volleyball floated away. You're where Everyone cried at that little ball, Look. and it's just a ball with a face drawn. Uh, that
5: was actually filmed... That's how, that's how well they did that. That was filmed at Tavarua in Fiji. Really? Yeah. Well, be- and right. you know who the chief of Tavarua is? I didn't realise... It's the uncle of Viliami Kikau. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I shared a long session of kava and, Vig- and Fiji bitter with him, which did not end well.
2: But Kikau's not from Tavarua, is he?
5: No, but, no. Well, it's, that's, Tavarua, the fishing waters, is on the mainland. It all yeah, right. covers mm. it. Yeah. Ah. Well, there's a place. Wanga, his name is. Well, like, there's a place you, you go
1: uh, when you go to Fiji, there's Sigatoga there. Mm. And when you go to Sig- that's where Noah Andruku was from and a lot of Takiris. Parents were from there, and you understand because, like, mate, the people in Cigarette, big, strong. Me and Joey went and played the sevens in Fiji, and we're, we've arrived with the knights, and we're walking down the main street. This of, is in '95. And, yeah, this in, isn't recently. In Nandy. and people are going, oh, you know, knights, rugby league. Yeah, rugby league. Oh, who, who are you guys playing first up? Oh, we're playing the Fiji Hurricanes, and they would laugh and go, oh you guys, like, with our <laughs> size, playing the Hurricanes. And we're hands. like, okay. And we turn up, seriously. Like, you, mate, every go? one of them were 6'4", f- 6'5". Six, six, really? And just built. Yeah. And
3: how'd you go? Yeah, we, won we won the
1: tournament. We'll take a break. And up next, uh, predictions of a rugby league halfwit. Yes, welcome back. And it's time for predictions of a rugby league halfwit. wit so- Now, Ben, you're in your sweet spot because you have got your mate alongside you, back you up on these. Uh, what do you? H- how'd you well,
2: go? It's just nice to have Joey here because I get the feeling that you two yeah. don't uh, like respect it, you. You're almost, no, no I, no. I feel that I'm almost a bit of a pariah in here. That no. you're, you're taking the mick. We that, just don't respect no. your opinion.
3: Oh, I tell okay. you what it is, because the three of us are on a group chat together. And when you start spruiking, uh,
2: how, I, Oh, here we go. I do put, I, at, I put the mock on myself. And that is for yourself. sure. So you
5: three are in. Oh, a No,
3: we've got another. <laughs> there's another one with you. Oh, okay.
2: yeah.
5: you, know, you never respond. Yeah, you just I brush don't see it. <laughs> Although I tell you what, Lewis, my young bloke, did show me recently <laughs> direct <laughs> messages on Instagram. How old are you? It's 40, a jungle out Forty-nine, there. mate. Yeah. The things that are sent. Oh. Wow. You mean like the like you where I, I didn't I didn't know there's other messages. Like people yeah, who like, I know send me messages. Yeah, yeah, but you know but the other there's ones. other ones. You've
2: heard when people, you know, yeah, slip they, into your DMs. That's I didn't know what that meant. Oh. I do now. Trish showed me something the other
1: day. She goes, Do you know this guy? Uh do you know some guy set, threw a name up? And I said, uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. She goes, He's been sending me uh photos of his old fella and I said, <laughs> Give me a look. I said, God, that looks vaguely for me. I just <laughs> I never but it has been. You just go, man, what's the audacity of some people? I know. Yeah. I, I get hate. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, back to the half well, Now what do you got for us this week? Ben? You know
2: what? I know there's been a lot of talk about them. They've they, you know, they've lost four straight. I just think the Tigers are going to go up to Suncourt. Yeah. And they're gonna give the Broncos a little bit of a touch up. Well, let's
1: okay, let's be specific here do the tigers do what, they win 1 to 6 they win oh
2: okay there you go well i think i think, now i'm only saying cuz the broncos were very high against the dolphins absolutely it was their first derby everyone's on that. I'm i just you. think
1: that the tigers could go up there and do something i think it's a very dangerous game for the broncos they've been sky high huge game emotional game last week and the ti- there's glimpses of the tigers i see in their second second half performance they just clean up their first half a little bit
5: Get rid of those errors. Yeah, get off that, a good start. But is that when the pressure's off? They start playing what? without fear? Yeah, I, got I think a, I've, it is. I've heard, a, I've heard a whisper that Ezra Mam might be rested. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Oh, good intel. Hey.
2: Well, then it's almost a certainty then. Well, <laughs> well we're home. Okay, so let's lock that what's one the spread, in. Responsible, yes. <laughs> what's
3: responsible What's the line,
4: sorry?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think half. they're playing like...
3: 16, yeah. The line's 16 and a half. Wow. Mate, I'd take... I'd take the Tigers with the. Mate,
2: I'm mate. Yeah. Put it on the nose, mate. Yeah, go. There's the prediction right there. What else you got, Benny? For us? Uh, so right. Warriors, Warriors, Sharks, <laughs> Warriors, Sharks. Yep. I really like the way the Warriors have come into the season. Thanks. Chris. They're th- they're, throw- <laughs> they're throwing they're playing a gritty style of football, and I think a lot of people are underestimating them. I reckon they're going to do the Sharks. Do you? Wow, okay. I reckon Sean Johnson's going to come back for some revenge on Cronulla. He
1: he is playing great football. He's, he's taken his well. foot off the pedal. And, you know, he's still got the ability to hit you know to hit the accelerator when he scored that try. But he's just slowed everything down. Far less errors. Steering the side around the park well. And because they're making less errors, they can just pour energy into their defence. They, they look terrific. They're my – someone asked me the other day, they said, watch your smokey to make the eight. On the outside, and I said, it's the moment. It's the Warriors, because you give me the, you give me a side who's got great defence, and they're going to go close, mm. at least."
3: I do. Mm. I, I agree.
1: Concur. I'm oh, with geez. you. He, he goes. Okay. What about how good was Nico
2: Hines last week? Yeah, think? that, that was one of the most dominant performances I've seen in a very long time. Where
3: uh, where are yeah. we putting Nico Hines in the New South Wales side?
2: Joey. Where? Joey. Andrew.
3: Probably
1: with that car. Okay. Very Not close. Not in the side. Very close. <laughs> mm. Very close. Have you just had a meeting yet? Yeah, you had no. a bit of a meeting, you blokes? So
3: are you on. you what? Uh, what are you? That's a I know. That's a big question. Consultant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Very deep.
3: But what, are you a consultant?
1: I'm helping out. Yeah, who writes? So helpful. who's who's the coaching team? There's you, Brandy,
5: Brandy, Brandy Freddy, Freddie. Mary, M- Mary. I like that. Everyone's name ends in Y. Mm. Joey, betsy Freddy, Brandy. Oh, Bedzy anymore? Blabaderus is there. Oh,
2: yeah love Benzie. No,
5: there's no better man to see when he's topped up. You talk about Frank the Tank, so we call him Blubber because when he gets full, he loses all um, ligaments and tendons and everything. He just sort of wobbles. Can we talk about Mary or uh, <laughs> uh, Mary is... Brandy Freddie
1: or Bedzy. This is Bedzy. Yeah.
5: Blubber, blood, blubber, blubberdearest.
1: uh on a different. Is, is that
2: I've got. I've got one okay. more. Yep. I've got one more. South Sydney flying high, even though they didn't deserve the win against Manly because that's a different story. But uh, Alex Johnson, he hasn't really been scoring that many tries. Mm. I reckon he's going to get two, maybe three against Storm.
1: Two or more, you're saying? I'm
2: going to say two or more Mm -hmm. for Alex Johnson. Okay, so we're going to lock in. He loves to score at a core. He (laughs) likes to score everywhere. Yeah, but particularly at a core. Who would play him in a
1: movie? Maybe it's Ryan Core at a core scoring. I don't know where they come from. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Whoa. Now, 442 Magazine the other day, Maestro, came out and said they listed the top 100 emblems in all the divisions in English soccer. The top five were Newcastle United, Barnsley, Barrow, which I I saw it, which Mm. I I don't support. League
4: two. Wolves, and number one,
1: Nottingham Forest. Okay,
4: I'll take that. The Wolves one is strange for Mm. me because... It's, it's, just, it's a wolf. just a wolf. Wolf's head. But yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, what's your top? What's your top three?
4: Top three, probably around Europe. I, there's more interesting ones around Europe. Everything. I, I love Liverpool's just because yeah. it's so classic and you got the lion birds and all yeah. the history. Like you'll never walk alone across the top. That's really, really well designed. Manchester United as well with the red devil in the middle. I think they've done a really nice job with that. I want. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Cologne, yeah. where they've got. Sort of a, a round circle, but it's um, being stood upon by a billy goat. And they actually have a goat in the stadium as the mascot, a live goat. So, perfect team for Ben. Goats. Um, looking Goats. forward to Mandy. seeing him at a game in Colm <laughs> in Germany at some point. Um, Valencia are really good because I've got the, the colours of the city, which are white and red, but then I've got a bat. I don't know how that's become the, the sort of Crazy symbol bat. of the city yeah. across the outside.
1: I've got a... I'll get a, I'll get a I've got a theory on that. Yeah. Because Valencia is the city of orange. Right. Oranges. I think it's a fruit bat.
4: I think you could be correct. Mm. We'll, we'll huh. fact check that. Paul yeah. we'll Indip- Indip- Hogan, Hogan apparently was going to play striker <laughs> is for? That, a run. That, is that right? <laughs> is the laziest logo now Red Bull Leipzig? Is yes. This oh, the Red. Is this uh, the not red, red Bull. Not not Red Bull. Because otherwise they wouldn't be able to own the club. Oh, They're Rosen. Ro- I think it's Rosen Ball. Which Rosenball. is sporting club in oh, German? Oh, Rosenborg right, okay. Leipzig. It just okay. happens to be RB. That's yeah, just right. a coincidence, bit. Oh, All right, okay. And the best oh. one in rugby
1: league, I I think it's South City, <laughs> the Bunnies. Simple classic. Do you really think yeah. so? What do you think? Who's, who's <laughs> the, your favourite? The Dragons. The Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Red V. I tell
3: you what. I'd like the uh, the Titans new one. I think they've done that really well. Yeah, they have.
1: Yeah. They have. Panthers are good and makes them look. the, uh, rabbit, the Tigers. Are the rabbits. Threatening.
2: Tigers. And, Tigers need to go
5: back to the paws out.
4: They got rid of the paws. Paws out paws for that. the tigers. Paws out
5: for the tigers. Poor tigers. The rabbit owl. Or yep. the Maitland pumpkin picker. Oh, oh, yes.
4: The Maitland
1: pumpkin pickers. The Mar- mm-hmm. wartime Mayfield cheetah. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> what about the butcher boys? Oh, the butcher boys. Let's yeah, not boy. go on us? Of course. Exactly. The Worilli Gorillas. The park spaceman. Or spaceman. Well, the there, the there was yeah.
5: one last <laughs> night talking to a player. It was it the Guildford Owl? Oh. The Owls? Mm. Owl. I've never
1: heard of it. Do you know what a, you know what a uh, gathering of owls are called? Parliament. Parliament. Thanks, Ben. You've stood on a tagline. No, I'm, no. Just,
2: I'm just like to show that I know this sort of stuff.
1: <laughs> I was looking at Joey, mate. It was. Uh, I was looking at clean bowling. Right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll get our three to ones coming up soon. As we head towards the 11 o'clock news, Ben, you uh, for all those crazy head-banging kids out there, you've got a, a bit of a, a big festival coming up in the States at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, well, Jack Johns isn't on, so just a little music update for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Heidi has been texting me all morning because he wants to go to this. So he's like, are we in? And I think I can talk you into this as well. Yep. California, October, just after the season ends. I'm in. New heavy metal uh, festival first night Guns N' Roses Iron Maiden oh, yeah. second night AC/DC Ozzy Osbourne oh yeah Ooh. third night Metallica Tour. Wow. six hundred dollars starting price for tickets just the same price as Barack Obama oh god he'd be able to pay for Are all you this guys money. in
3: no mm. no <laughs> no got you don't book. want to go into the desert no, I, of
2: California and look at those bands I've
3: got a book coming up sorry
1: oh. right. who who's your, who's your, who's there. Who's the band you want to see most there? Oh, that the
2: nights Metallica Tool. Like, Metallica or, Tool. Yeah, Wait, was DC.
3: Megadeth in town last week? Yeah, they were. Oh, wow. I Jeez. was getting, I was getting on the way there. He's... I was in the Uber to go to the Chloe where I ran into him, and uh, and the old mate goes, "So you going to the Megadeth concert?" And I went, um, uh,
5: "Do no. I look like a Megadeth <laughs> fan, mate?" You, do, you <laughs> do look like a Megadeth fan. How, How did that good? end up after the Chloe?
3: <laughs> Let's move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you play Origin.
5: You wear the scars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At the end might, of that story, I think it might be AC/DC. I still, I still love AC/DC. Followed Why? by Ozzy. There you go. Oh, Not bad. Be awesome. The man who snorts ants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll take a break with our uh, Jeopardy quiz coming up soon as well. And I know we're all sick of talking about it, but the uh, story of the week: Joseph Swali'i. It was great to see the little stand-up, little blue there between Potato and, and Beasting. They're into it. Um, but let's do our uh, three-to-one current NRL players with no union background who'd succeed in rugby. Now, Joey, uh, SPW, Sonny yes. had a bit of a list for you last night.
5: Now, Sonny mentioned some players and some I've never heard of. Um, he said, obviously, there's a lot of Australian and New Zealand guys. So who, this is union going to league? This is union going to league. Okay. First one is Eben. Etzebeth, I imagine he's South African. He said he's 125 kilo, over 6 foot 7. He said, Sonny said, I had a push and shove with him one time and it felt like I was in a washing machine. Huge, aggressive, blah, blah, blah. I don't
1: know if Sonny's ever been
5: in a washing machine. Yeah. Ma- Manuk Tuolangi. Now, there's several brothers oh, Tuolangi. Yeah. He's a Samoan who plays for England. There's one. There's a guy called uh, K. Lun Doris, arguably the world's best number eight. He's Irish. Big, fast, strong. He said. Generally, the outside backs that all go well, but he said a couple of the breakaways, number sevens and eights. He yeah, said, right. especially the English ones, because they're really skillful.
1: Yeah, Eddie well, Jones. I remember what I'm saying about Tulangi? How yeah. good he was. Man, you know, I, was I met
5: his brother one time, Henry, yeah. Henry Tulangi. Now, if you Google him, yeah, a, He is the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the big. I am talking. Two foot across the shoulders. If you Google him, have a look. Yeah. My gosh. Now, Webby. Now, the rugby Lou current
1: players. Who do you think would go across and have a huge impact?
3: Well, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say Nathan. Without a I doubt. think Nathan because of his skill level. Yeah. And obviously his kicking game. And with that in mind, uh, I, it's probably it's obviously too late in his career. But I think Adam Reynolds could do the same.
1: Yeah, I think so. I so. think if
3: he, they got him early. And the third one is Latrell.
1: Of course. Get
3: Luttrell winding up from anywhere, either wing, inside centre or fullback, it would be pretty hard to stop. I've
1: gone I've got Nathan as well. Nathan's a no brainer, I reckon, mate, he could be Dan Carter. Yeah. they just so many similarities between him and Dan Carter. I've gone Luttrell. You know, you play him 12 because he's got such beautiful hands. He could be crash ball or just feed him a little bit early and create. And Munster. Same with Munster. Munster, yeah. Mun- Munster. Munster be true erratic. In the 12. I don't know, mate. I yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possibly. a very I he, structured game, isn't it? I, the other but one, special mentioned too, because you know he just absolutely brained a big kick out, playing oh, in the centres as well. Yeah, but yeah, he would have
5: grown up playing rugby, wouldn't he? Yeah, he probably would. He's from Food. but if, he's okay. actually from the island.
3: Didn't didn't rugby had a nibble at, a fair few nibbles at Cronk, didn't they? I know they, were, they yeah, went well, he up to
5: played, he, he he played, played a lot as of a, union as a, as, yeah. as a kid. Gotcha. Would, yes. would
2: Munster, how would Munster go with the lack of space? No, I think you because you know how defensive yeah. lines are like well, right on you. I've
1: like, no
5: idea. Mm.
2: There's two things. Yeah. Think about that. About like, the ten.
1: So the ten. So the ten meters also gives the defense time to put, for them to put you where they want you, yeah. as, as well. Like people to, all the time look and go, oh, it's such an advantage having that space. But if you're running really smart attacking shapes, you should think of it the other way. They get no reaction time to look at yeah, you. Yeah. You know, at Munster's very good at reacting. His
5: situations. his one for you back in the day, Gordon. Tallis, imagine him playing in the oh. centre. I, I can remember there was one stage where there was talk of the kangaroos playing the wallabies. There was big talk in the early 2000s. Anyway, when I lived on the north side, Matt Burke, the rugby union player, he lived in our store. Anyway, he said, you know, we're talking, we're both on camp and there was talk in the wallabies. He said, talk stopped because Gordon Tallis came out publicly and said, if I play against John Earls I'm gonna rip his throat out.
4: <laughs>
5: oh. does not like something Gordon This isn't would say. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, imagine Gordon imagine Gordon back in the day. Oh. Either played in centres or coming off breakaway. Oh.
2: I like to think that Gordon softened, Manny. I, I didn't know Gordon thirty years ago. Has yeah. he softened Is own? Because he's quite he's quite well, Joy, he's like he's a wild animal now. Right. He
1: Gordon is a real people person. Always, ha- always was. It was just oh. when he crossed the white line, and all of a sudden, he just go, he go berserk. That's a bit like, anyway. Um, yeah, what
2: have told about you, Benny? You I'm little- just I'm just looking at the one that Joey mentioned. Uh, Iban Beth. Oh, I know I'm not saying that what right. What a beast! Um, there's a couple of YouTube clips here saying he's the greatest rugby enforcer of all time. He's one of the most scariest men. Yeah, scariest, scary. What have you got, Joey?
5: Uh, I've got uh, Greg Inglis, Luttrell, I thought Gordon Tallis, Mal Meninga. I think back Meninga, in the day yeah. at his best, Mal would have terrorised him. Mm. Uh, ben Kennedy, but he had schoolboy rugby union. Ben Kennedy was earmarked as the future captain of the Wallabies when he went... I think Shunzi. he captained Australian schoolboys. Yeah, and then Shunzi pinched him. Yeah, he went so to Canberra. Mm.
2: Would would current NRL players today have to put on like you look at you know your Liam Martins and your Yos and stuff? Would they have? They'd have to put on ten kilos to no, play rugby. No,
5: it d- d- depends what position they play. But even,
2: even so, yeah, even out in the in the in the centres position, you've got um, to put a little bit more union weight. Union players. No, I tell you who uh, are t- even bigger
3: because I covered at Olympics Olympic Games. Have you seen the size of sevens players? No. Like I covered the like the the, the, the sevens, food juniors, you see, yeah, and I guy. actually covered Sonny it, son, Sonny when he played sevens at, for the All Blacks and did his Achilles in that first game. It was like, mm-hmm. and I remember you go down in the mix zone, so they all come past you, and a lot of the African sevens players would go past. They were big the biggest units mm. I've ever seen. Well, so
2: like like you look at Lockie Miller, lightning mm. quick. But he's big You can tell he likes a couple of yeah. well, After I yeah. first
5: retired, I went to South Africa to do some coaching in Durban with the Sharks. Same thing. I've never seen bigger men in my life. But big Africans, so uncoordinated, clumsy. Mm. They, they were like cavemen. I'm talking huge, huge men. Who, who was the who was the number eight there, the iconic uh, guy? Um, not Ryan Kinkowski. Uh, uh, no, uh, Schmidt. John Schmidt? No, he no. was captain of the.
1: Okay. I thought you were talking about Gronkowski.
5: No, no there was a, Gronk... a guy called Ryan Kankowski. Now, yeah. if you Google him, he was about six foot five and was the quickest in the team, played in the forwards. When I came home, I run Craig Bellamy and I said, mate, this is a South African bloke. If you get hold of him, it might take you at 12, 18 months, this bloke be the best back row in the world. Should mm. have seen him move. Mm. His nickname was the Hoff. He looked like uh, Hasselhoff.
1: Right, our boys, three to one. Ryan Kinky, Union guys. players who would have succeeded in rugby league from 1995. Now I've done 1995 because I don't want to say, era. but you know, in this it's outside think of, of some of the key All Blacks, it's hard to. But yeah. you go. So you, since you kick it off. So since 95, when it became professional, I've gone Christian Cullen, who oh, would have been a phenomenon. Oh. You now Wellington Hurricanes was an amazing player at the All Blacks. Uh, just Thunder Tyson Dyson, because Just actually was the player of the 95 World Cup. Uh, no longer with us, passed away from motor neurones. He he was actually signed to the Bulldogs in 1995 to replace Terry Lamb, 800 grand a year for eight years, and then Louis Late, who ran South African rugby and was right at the top of politics, said if you leave the country to play that cockroach code, I'll never let you back in. And Peter Moore gave just a release to get out. And the other one, Rapuni Rambuka, the Fijian, oh, who yeah, is yeah. the most gifted. I think I think as far as outside backs, I think the greatest
5: of both codes. He was, he was, th- he was that good. Uh, Maanonu. Now the Bulldogs apparently nearly had him signed.
2: That's right. Yeah, Igu too. Igu a
5: beast. You, you saw him I, at the.
2: I saw him recently at um, Aqua Rugby. We did some things down there with him, and he like if you put him in a like a edge back row, running edge back row, he'd make Talakai look like a little yeah, boy.
5: He's the same he build is, but bigger than Talakai. Yeah,
2: he's like two Talakais.
5: And he's a he's now so placid, he's Telecom so square. beautiful. But I tell you what, he's a you know what beast of back a in game. the day, he used to wear makeup on the field. Eye make did too, didn't he? He did. Yeah, why? Uh so Ma, Dan Carter speaks for himself. Uh and number one for me, Carlos Spencer. Yeah. King Carlos. Other ones, forwards Jerome Kano and the late great Jerry Collins. Yeah. But the the the, the All Blacks boys loved the little um, absolutely loved. Frank love it. Yeah. Frank Panisi.
1: Uh, he, he spoke about when he he had a long a, a, a long spell in in rugby and he was in went French rugby, South African rugby, and had a stint with Northampton. And he said when Carlos went there, Carlos Spencer, and uh, he said Carlos was just about the most gifted player he'd ever seen. He said it was interesting. I asked him about like in England, Carlos's. Yeah, getting a, a great all back player over there, how the English professionals found or English internationals found it. And he said at first they made it really quite hard for Carlos Spencer, like, you know, like they'd rough him up at training a little bit. And Carlos kept saying to Frank, Frank, I'm getting to the end of my tether here. Anyway, one day the the captain of Northampton's given Carlos a bit of a, a bit of a nudge. And Carlos they have had words and Frank's gone up, I so said, Come, fellas, let's just settle down a little bit. Frank's gone away at the end of the session, looked over, and they're standing there talking at the end of the session, oh, good, they're sorting it out. Next minute, they're throwing punches into each oh, other. Fantastic. Yep. Well, Isn't that's very, that the way? That's, very,
3: that's rugby league. It is
1: very rugby league. I,
3: I, I'm going to say the obvious, Dan Carter.
1: Mm.
3: Like, just as everyone thought, wonder what Joey would be like going over. I wonder what, how Dan Carter would have gone with would all Would he have his been skills?
1: robust enough defensively? Because I remember when he I came mean, up, w- when Sonny went to Waikato, and they played, one day they played, Dan was playing 12, mm. and Sonny was playing 12, and Sonny just kept running straight at him all the time and, and I can see Carter was flagging. The great ones
5: learn. Yeah. Uh, Totai Kefu. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd be good. That's Tangles' cousin. He'd be a mate of Because uh, he, he'd never stopped. He is, Great no? player. I remember last year they broke into his house and stabbed him. I know. Yeah. I know. That's right. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Gentle way giant, to, Totai. Way to bring it down.
5: And another one, another one... <laughs>
3: Well, no one ever wondered what how, what, what, how Campese would have gone over if he came over.
1: Got a big offer to go to St. Helens. Yeah, when he that Brothers. pass, the Ellers. The, oh, yes, yeah.
3: I know this is pre ninety five. The other one everyone talked about, Tim Horan. I always thought Jason Little was an incredible yeah, very player. Very good. They yeah. both signed like, for where,
1: they both signed for the Crushers, didn't they? And got let out of their deal.
3: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they did. I know, where, but
3: li- did, where did, did Little did Little go come over?
1: Uh, no. no. I, no. I don't think so, but no. they did. They, they they agreed to terms well, with the Crushers. Here's one
5: for you. Well, uh, Simon Moran, who owns the Warrington Wolves, he offered Dan Carter astronomical dollars to come across and play for Warrington back in the day. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Why um, did you Why did you want to do it? Just need to change. Wanted to change. Wanted to challenge. Uh, Two of the ones
1: they 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 tell a story that St. Eddie's College which is a very strong school in, in Canberra. Uh, John Papahassis, who ended up moving to St. Augustine's of Brookvale, he, was, he, he coached the Australian Schoolboys Rugby. Anyway, they're playing whatever the, the rugby competition, you know, the, the equivalent of the Commonwealth Bank Cup back in the day. So they've, they've reached the, about the quarterfinals in this tournament. They've looked and they're saying... What's this team? Where's Cromer? Where's Cromer High? What is that? Anyway, th- this side has come out of nowhere from the Northern Beaches and they've gone and played it. Anyway, Cromer's has given it to him and he goes turns out in that side was um, George Smith and Whoa. I'm trying to the other Whoa. guy who played for the Brum- Brumbies as well, just came back from Japan, the um, the center or winger uh, I'm trying to think of his name. I'll think of it in a second. But he said that at the oh, time, um, they, yeah,
5: I know, I know, I get it. Yeah, I'll but they it. weren't,
1: they were, they weren't rugby union guys. They were rugby league guys, and it was their first tanya into rugby. And he said they were just absolutely terrorising all the other, uh, all the other. Smith is
3: another one who might have, might have very, well. very good.
1: Yeah, he was, yeah. I said I asked Eddie Jones in an interview. I said, who is the best? you've coached or coached against, you know, who's
2: the guy? And he said, or, or, and who would you pick to play for your life? And he said George Smith. Really? Really? God, yeah. that's good, bro. Why are there so few all-black players, like we just mentioned, a whole host of all players that would ever leave rugby to go to league?
5: Mate, John Kerwin did. Yeah, John yeah, Kerwin the, right at the end and shouldn't have came to rugby league. He was cannon fodder. Uh, Mark Ellis is another one. Mark, Mark Ellis did. Uh, they, they, they were two like you, super like, high profile.
2: Would it be harder? Like you talk about, you know, the criticism that got gotten leaving yeah. rugby league. You know, like the world has exploded for some people. But for I think is it for an All Black to leave rugby and say go off into league? Would that be harder
5: for them to do? Well, it's a totally different game. Mm. Yeah. the, the principles forwards. and the skill, yeah. the skill yeah. is the same, but it, it's just a totally, totally different game.
1: Well, with Manly, Michael Jones and Zinzan Brook agreed to terms to come to Manly at the time that Matthew Ridge did under yeah. under Graham Lowe. But Michael Jones was Mormon and didn't know that in rugby league you basically only played on a Sunday back then. Oh, wow. And so they had to let him out Mem- of the deal. Remember Zin the time Zin in Auckland,
5: Zinzan Brook and Paul Harrigan had a push and shove in the pub? <laughs> yeah. The whole pub stopped. Oh
1: <laughs> God, to have phones back then. Imagine it could have been an international incident. Uh, we'll take a break. Jeopardy next. Whatever you bet on. Take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. And we've got him on the lines. Jared Timms from Neds. Timsy, how are you this morning? Thrilled to be back, Matty. Can't believe we're in round five already. Well, it's basically over, Timsy. Season's done, mate. <laughs> yeah. Get the zinc on, we're ready for the finals. Now, absolutely. Now, uh, some interesting games. We've got 6pm tonight on Fox League. Raiders up against the Penrith Panthers.
0: Yeah, no real surprises head-to-head in this one, Matty. The Raiders haven't had much more than a sprinkling of interest. Currently up at odds of 3.90 here at Neds. Uh, the punters well and truly expecting the Panthers to bounce back from that round four loss. They're into $1.26 now, and the line is 12.5 points.
1: Now, what about the Bunnies and the Storm? I, I can imagine not a lot of money for the Storm at the moment.
0: No, nah, well, the build-in form continues for the Bunnies, of course. I thought they were very tough in the late stages. Of that game against the Seagulls last week. I think they are deserving of this $1.55 favouritism as well. Now, the Storm have been battling, of course, but beware the wounded giant. I also think that Cam Munster is probably going to come on a lot for last week's run. Probably a bit of value about them, $2.50. Probably more so at the
1: line, though. It's five and a half points. And the Doggies take on the underperforming Cowboys.
0: Yeah, betting suggests this is going to be the contest of the round, Maddie. A bit of interest for both of the clubs so far, but the Bulldogs have actually gone a dollar seventy-eight into a dollar seventy-two just this morning, and the Cows have gone the other way, a dollar ninety-eight out to two dollars and two. Very small line, two and a half points.
1: Have a good weekend, Timsey.
0: Thanks, Matty. Good luck, punters.
1: Yeah, download the Ned's app today and take your betting to the Ned's level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit Gambling Help Online. Yes, welcome back to uh, Morning Glory. Got our Search and Enjoy coming up soon, as well as our uh, tips for the course of the weekend, some big races uh, as the autumn racing carnival's underway. But it's time for Morning Glory Jeopardy. And welcome to Morning Glory Jeopardy. We have got, uh, from Potts Point, we have got Andrew Webster. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Matt. Uh, From the city of Cessnock, via Bronte, we've got Andrew Johns. Hi, Andrew. Thank you. And uh, from, uh, well, places unknown, up around Pennant Hills these days, he calls himself the Prince of Pennant Hills, but he's just a a good, humble goat farmer. We've got Ben Hogarth. Hi, Ben. Glad to be here. What are you into, Ben, apart from breeding goats? Um, Breeding sheep. Fantastic. Good to know. Now what we're going to do, gentlemen, you don't there's no buzzers. We're going to go around the room, three questions each, and the theme is dual internationals. Webby to you first. Which iconic rugby league commentator played nine Test matches in rugby league, eight in rugby union, and is nicknamed after a Canadian beast.
5: Me, 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 no, no, me. No, no, it's you, Webby. I've worked too hard this week to do this. Yeah. Um, he actually came up with one of the great quotes yeah. regarding nudists. Jeez. Joey, you'll
1: get Oh, your Rex Mossop. Rex Mossop, yeah. You're right. Thanks, Joey. I He's was going to say that. beaver. Is that what he said? Is that when he said? Yeah. <laughs> when he he said, said
5: no. <laughs> i got nothing against public these, these... nudity, but I just don't need, no. need to see people's testicles shoved down my throat no, He said, I've got nothing
1: against the male uh, reproductive organ, uh, the male genitalia. I just need it rammed down my throat every morning. <laughs> uh, Joey, to you. Yeah. Scotty Goulet. Yes. Played five... Union test matches for Australia, one rugby league test. Who did he play the rugby league test against? Papua New Guinea. Yes, you're correct. Papua New Guinea in 96. You were on that tour, weren't you? Yes, Yes. I was, was, actually. There you go. Bonus point. Uh, Ben, to you. Ray Price, the great Mr. Perpetual Motion, played seven tests for the Wallabies before switching to rugby league in 1976. How many grand finals did he win at the Parramatta Reels? Four. Correct. 81, 82, 83, 86. And I believe they didn't make play finals football for a decade after he retired. There you go. Even with Kenny and Sterling and Ella in the side. There you go. What a winner. Okay. Back to you, Webby. Yep. It's a tough one.
3: Oh, good. I couldn't, I couldn't get the <laughs> easy yeah, one. Yeah, it's all right. My Who? brain's
1: fried. It's a, well, mate. It's your lifestyle. You gotta stop it's coming easy. to the Chloe with me, yeah, and that's it. For... Uh Webby, who was the All Black who switched to the Roosters in 1987, played 88 games for the Roosters and four tests for the New Zealand Rugby League. He switched in '87 to the Roosters from the All Blacks.
5: <laughs> I was oh, on the tip of my tongue. Um, I've got a real weird. Oh, if I think, if you don't get it.
1: Uh, Humor Humigun, incorrect. It was Kurt Sherlock. Oh. Kurt
3: Sherlock,
5: I had it. Humigandr. Oh, it's closer. though, wasn't it? Can we, can we yeah. steal? Can we they steal? Both Kiwis? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Can we steal each other's questions if we and know s- it? A little, like, little bit like that. We might flip-flop on the last one. Oh, Kurt Sherlock, I had, I had that
5: one. Mm. Goal-kicking Kurt
1: Sherlock. In okay, season. Joey, yep. All Black frontobotica. Yeah. switched to rugby league in 1990. Which rugby league club did he switch to what? first of all? Wigan. Wigan is correct. The Wigan Warriors before he signed with the New Zealand Warriors for 1995, and I think at one point was going to play NFL as a kicker, but had a horrendous broken leg. Broke his leg in a uh, in a trial match for the Warriors, and had to get a titanium rod put in it. Uh, yeah. There we go. It's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, ben, mm. who is Ireland's only dual international rugby league and rugby union player?
2: Me, me, me. me. I got it. Okay. It's your mate. The superior commentator, Brian Carney. Brian Carney is correct.
5: <laughs> Brian Carney. Yeah, did he debut in America? Was it in uh, Boston? It was a test match?
1: No, uh, it was in Buenos Aires. Okay. Yeah, and, how many yeah. tests did he play for Ireland? Yeah, in rugby? Uh, two. Played two. Played two. Play two in Argentina. They played it at, at the Bon Boniera, oh, right. home ground. Yes, they're wow. walking onto the field. He said the fanaticism. He said you got no, the greatest atmosphere he's ever been part of. Oh, hey, Maestro, <laughs> did you see? Did you see the footage? of Argentina playing uh, the other day when they went on to this. It's the first yeah. appearance that has been at River Plate Stadium since...
4: Smoke bombs. In- Just, they love their ticker tape in Argentina. You remember oh. 78 World Cup there, Mario Kempis running through basically lines of ticker tape all over the pitch there. Incredible. Um, it was, yeah, fantastic. Fanatical
1: okay. Country. okay, here we go. Now, uh, scoreline at the moment. I've got one right. Go along. Right. No. Okay. Webby, mm. which wallaby switched to rugby league in 1962 and at one point was the New South Wales Minister for Sport, Recreation and Travel?
2: Uh, Michael Cleary. Michael Cleary Very. is correct. Well done. Jeez. Nicely You'd be good at trivia. Done. No,
3: I
1: wouldn't.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: Because I have lost many brain cells.
1: Okay. You know we have because that's the third time you said that so far. <laughs> Okay, Joey, who was the last Englishman to earn dual
5: international status? Um, I don't know if it's Sam Burgess or... Yeah, I'll say Sam. Sam Burgess is correct. Well done. I was thinking Ooh. Ben Tio then for a second. Well,
3: mm. hey, what about Roger.
5: English. 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 Oh,
1: sorry. Uh, You are from Devil's (laughs) in the detail. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay. So, Ben, if you answer this correctly, is you and Joey in a playoff? I I lost
2: last time I was against him. Just
1: back yourself.
4: Hang on. It's all
1: right. Okay. Ask Matthew about that. Yeah, <gasps> It's all right. Am I in? Sim- I'm done. Yeah, sorry. Wherever yeah. you're done, I'll right, be right, done sure. very soon. Wendy. Mate, you can help me with the tiebreaker, mate. It's okay. You yeah. don't disappeared totally. Yeah, you know, you uh, can uh, jam it. I'm be- be- <laughs> Benny. Okay, here we go to force a playoff. Name the rugby, the Super Rugby teams that Wendell Saylor played for.
2: He played for the Waratahs and the Reds.
1: You are correct. Well done. Okay, um, this is how it works. The tiebreaker. Righto, Joey and Ben. Don't you don't have to buzz in. I'm going to go to Joey first. Joey, do you play or pass? A correct answer wins it. Incorrect. Pass. Oh, this is okay. To <laughs> okay. you. Yes. Okay. Please make ben. it so simple. Come on, let's go. Let's get it going. This is interesting. Okay. Tiebreaker question: Ray Price. You answered about mm, Ray before. Ray. We right. Yep. Ray Price played for which English rugby league? club. He had two seasons two years after he retired from Parramatta me,
2: and went me, there. Me, 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 me. I would say let's go with whole KR.
1: Can I answer Joey? It? Wakefield Trinity. Wakefield Trinity is correct, Joey. <laughs>
4: Wait,
2: come on. And Andrew Jones. oh was, I was, when you, seven. When was you bikes, seven. When you guys are up
5: against the rugby league savant, you're no chance. Yes. <laughs>
2: Well, might, maybe next week we might do, like, NBA. Yeah. Boys, no, did you, just... you enjoy that?
5: <laughs> hmm? Did you enjoy that? Yeah,
2: yeah I hate this yeah. show. I enjoyed yeah, it. it. It's um, great. You know what? You know what? Webby, always, Webby always loses. I've got a yeah. lot in
1: my head at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Too many brain cells, Webby? I'll tell you
3: one. Why don't we do Wayne Bennett next week?
1: We're doing that. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Knights and Manly in Mudgee. Yes, welcome back. Our uh, about to do search and enjoy, and our tips are going to uh, come up soon. But uh, Webby, today, of course, the great John Sattler is—it's his funeral. I'm just we see on the uh, the TV a few of the arrivals, people such as Wally Lewis and Gene Miles. It'll be uh, some sort of occasion up there
3: on the Gold Coast. Definitely, it'll get sent off in the right way. Uh, Bob McCarthy, who's going to speak at the funeral. I was with him during the week, um, uh, and we were talking about all the good old days. <laughs> i talking a lot of old sat stories. And he was saying how after grand finals, the Australian selectors would tell you whether you are on the kangaroo tour or not or whether you're, you know, mm. if you're in the Australian team and how players would fake, like, would try and hide their injuries, you know, to, to yes. make sure they could, yep they, they wouldn't get uh, overlooked. And when Sattler did his, had his jaw broken, in the rooms afterwards, Bob McCarthy was telling me he was, like, doing, trying to... Hold his jaw back into place, and pretend that his jaw wasn't broken. They'd be all right to go on, go away with the kangaroos. And when he took now, his mouth tough.
5: guard up, off, it all
3: fell out. Just all collapsed. Yeah, his jaw. And he was collapsed. there in the room trying to push it up into place so he could get uh, make sure he's picked for Australia. Now that's tough. I
1: tell you what, Scotty's chip off the old block. Scotty Sattler's a classy guy. Yep. very classy, isn't he? He's a, a really good man. He's a he speaks a, really well too, Sats. Very very good. Polished performer, Joey, I'll describe him as. Mm. Should have a yarn to him. Uh We'll take, well, now we won't take a break talking about polished performers. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into that one. Karma. On. Uh, it is karma. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh Search and enjoy time. I've been
4: everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've like had my share, man. I've been everywhere notes. Uh, Benny,
2: now we're going to Port Lincoln. We're going down to Port Lincoln uh, to go great white shark diving. Oh, yuck. Oh, which, uh, like off them. the Neptune Islands, which is two hours out to sea from the lovely little fishing town of Port Lincoln, uh, where you can pay money to jump in a cage and be surrounded by great white sharks. There you go. Oh, And it's amazing. I think you would love it. I yeah. took Fletch and Hine down there. We did it. Yeah. It was uh, my second time down there, and it's you understand how large these fish are, and how easily they could bite you in half.
1: Do they attack
5: the cage sometimes?
2: Yeah, they mm. they rub themselves up against it. That's for sure. Okay.
5: What about the cage? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Webber. Yeah, still got it. Yeah. But yeah, they
2: come in, and obviously, obviously, you know, the you, know, you pull up and you throw your anchor, and then they start to, you know, chum the waters, bring the sharks oh, in. Obviously, dry, the shi- they- the sharks are there constantly because it's a seal colony. So they chum the waters to get, get the sharks going and they come in and, yeah, they bang up against the cage sometimes. And, mm. you know, if you're a brave soul, as they go past, once their jaws have gone past, you can give them a little rub on the tummy as
1: oh, they go no past. Thanks. Oh, what? <laughs> Do you, you done it, Joey? Yeah, I've done it. How was it?
5: It was great. One of the great experiences. As you said, you'd, you appreciate what a killing machine they are. Because mm. the nose, they go from the nose and then it comes huge and then goes to the point of the tail. And you're in the cage and you're sort of looking and looking and then your sixth sense kicks in and you just look and they're about 15, 20 metres away just staring at you and then they just swish their tail and just yeah. come up and then they sort of go on their side yeah. and this big black eye just looks at you. Evolu-
1: <laughs> in evolution, do you think that their behaviour is changing? Because there seems to be... Well, they're jumping be... that bridge now. Yeah, look, see, and see there when seems they're... to be a lot of, a lot of attacks
2: yeah, I think know. I – yeah. More of them. Well, they're protected. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's, more de- there's definitely, definitely more of them. They're protected.
1: Because they're protected. do you know cockroaches have – their behaviour has, has changed. Do you know what what used to kill cockroaches, there was like – was corn syrup. That was sugar. Yeah. And now – they will they, you lay it. They lay it out. They've had to change everything about how they kill cockroaches. Cockroaches got passed through whatever that even the next generation go. They would not touch the corn syrup you know, where they a, used to. Are you,
3: you know, what I reckon is the same. Mm. Snakes. Yeah. Don't you think there's more snakes getting into yeah. Yeah. things.
5: How did you find Port Lincoln? Not a snake fan. I, I, <laughs> I think I, per capita. I, I really like Port per Lincoln per capita. It's the richest town. In Australia yeah really because, because of all the of all tuna, the, yeah, and, the tuna and the
2: abalone if you've ever if you haven't had abalone and you're anywhere near Port Lincoln have some abalone It is unbelievable Australia, you're nodding along
4: there I've been on two sort of wine and food trips down to South Australia and down that area as well very kangaroo cultured. valley don't be afraid the big, to take us battlers is that the with place with yeah, a big cube, Jet? Big cube. Uh, that's over my head. Pink oh, yeah. cube. Oh, sorry, in the through the Barossa. Valley, yeah, there are some gorgeous wineries and the food. It was boring oh. as. Would, would you?
2: Would you? <laughs> Webo, would you do it? There's a story, I, mate. I, I, is you a you story. know what?
3: I grew up in the water. I Travel have actually. Journalism. Like, I've scared myself into not going in the water.
2: Because a it's incredible bit. how because slow. At, I'm so worried about. <laughs> They're you, so you know, slow under the water; just, no. they they glide, and then like, the next minute you don't see, and then they go off into the murk and you, go, you know. Oh, you know, you know
3: what the shark attack that got me? That got really made me. The one at Snapper Rocks, where that yeah. bloke was oh, in the shallows, a surfer in went the down the Green Mound. and I was like, exactly. And I thought, how? Like, if okay. they're coming in, a oh, great white's coming in there, that into the shallows at Snapper, where there's a million yeah. surfers. That, I just that scared me.
1: When people say all the time, they go, "Oh, mate, they're one of the most intelligent creatures." On Earth, you go, well, that's chilling. That's a killer. That, that, yeah. Remember <laughs> Billy Peden, right? Billy uh, Billy Peden's dad, Athel, never in his whole life has ever been in the ocean because he's just paranoid about sharks. Anyway, Billy said, oh, Dad, that's ridiculous. Just get in and have a swim. He said, I'll ask you a question, Billy. If out the back of our house there's like, you know, three acres of just bush – you know, in the bush somewhere there is a line, Would you go in? Would you jump the fence and go into the bushland? He went. no. Nah. He goes. Exactly. It's not a bad point. Good point. point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> tips next. Yes. And today, uh, Morning Glory brought to you by Biz Cover, business insurance made easy. Webby. Tips over the course of the weekend. You've been immersed in racing this week.
3: I have. i went out to Godolphin for a story later in the week. Where, um, where's that at? It's out near Richmond, sort of Agnes It would have been a great experience. It was that. real. Oh, I was fascinating. Um, I won't tell any of the mail I got at, at the stage. Yeah, I like. I wish I win in the TJ Smith stakes. Wish I win. Who's uh, who's on that? Uh, no, Luke Nolan and Peter Moody is the 20. Okay, Joey. Good, good value.
5: Uh, Chris Lee's race three in Ranwick number fifteen, Almania. Now he tipped it there two weeks ago when it was in the slipper. Yep. Dylan Gibbons, the apprentice, is on it. Okay. Get on.
1: Okay, Benny, quick one? Uh, Manly, 13 plus. I've gone, and the TJ uh, Smith, I've gone Giga Kick, race 7, number 10, ridden by Zach Burton, who's been on fire. Look, that's all from us. To take us out today, let's remember the great Doug Mulroney. I, I see
0: your
5: eyebrows raised. Can there be any doubt now? I'm nobody's fool. I'm going to start.